0: Attention, the movie guys love movies. Any confusion between the star of Miss Sloan, Jessica Chastain, and Bryce Dallas Howard are purely for comedic purposes only. Isn't that right? The one that was in the help.
1: Oh, obviously. The moment I sat down, I thought I was looking into a mirror. <laughs> we love that bit, right? I know. And why would they be in the same
0: movie? I, I Are they in more than one I think one it's to confuse. Yeah. Something's going on there that we have to think it's the other one.
1: And I tell you, it used to be Chastain had the goods. Bryce Dallas Howard was Ron Howard's daughter. But 50-50, that's where I thought Bryce Dallas Howard brought the goods.
2: Oh, I, I didn't see her in that. She's uh, in 50-50?
1: You haven't seen that? No. Oh, my. You haven't seen that? I know. Wait a minute. It's a stoner movie yeah. and, a, and an awesome drama. To say Did inside. I yeah. see that? Yeah, Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, she's I like the, she's, a, she's a harsh girlfriend in that. She's really yeah. good.
0: I saw that.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's good in the help, too. She's good in the village. They're both I like the village. Yeah, but Chastain's got all this cred. Yeah, you know? I know. Very creddy. Yeah. This, this week's movie's, movie's very creddy. It's like ready-made for Oscars. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We will touch on that and all the movies coming out this week. Welcome to the Movie Showcast, Christ. everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guys empire. If we don't come down hard on these clowns, we're going to be up to our balls and jugglers. <laughs> You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, previews, special guests, bits, banter, and more as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, in the heart of Burbank Airport's Flyover Zone. This is a brand new show, and these brand new shows are offered up every week. Just search Google, Bing, or... Easy for you to say. <laughs> We've been talking about Dr. Strangelove, Eleven. that's... I a, just saw that. The great yeah. Dr. Strangelove. Uh, and we come right up. And of course, the show is absolutely. Oh,
0: hey, Paul. Hang on a second. Being that it's not Christmas yet, I sent my letter off to Santa Claus asking for some money, but it will not be here until December 25th.
1: That makes so, sense. I get that. Yes. But the show yeah. is free. Oh, So really? you need to worry about that. Yes.
0: Oh, all right. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I'll keep that money. Yeah, yeah.
1: When <laughs> it comes in. And now, till then, enjoy the show for no charge.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right
1: uh let's see I'm, I, my name is Paul Preston there you go, Here <laughs> hardest working uh, host here in the hardest working comedy show in all the land I'm here with Adam Witt let me finish Dimitri let me finish
2: well how do you think that I feel about it can you imagine how I feel Dimitri well why do you think I'm calling you just to say hello of course I like to speak to you
1: <laughs> I could go on with that and me. Karen Volpe uh,
0: is it the boobs you don't like because I can make them bigger
1: all right. And uh, the
2: bomb Dimitri, the hydrogen bomb.
1: <laughs> Karen, you never run out of Ghostbusters
2: quotes. <laughs> no, there
0: are so the many good Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters quotes. And you don't
2: even have that on video to keep memorizing new lines.
0: Not yet. I wrote that letter to Santa. Oh.
1: Uh, let's yeah. see. Bringing us, uh, oh, Bart is enjoying the holiday cheer at his uh, work event. So he couldn't break free he's, from it. Paul, don't <laughs> tell me he's, he's at, at an, an office, office party. party. All yeah. right. <laughs> so sitting in the Bart chair all show long is an old friend of the podcast, yeah. an actor who's appeared on many different types and kinds of movie guys projects, yeah. a handful of short films, and currently runs and stars in the Midnight Mystery Show in Newport, Rhode Island. We got him while he's in beautiful downtown Burbank. Corrado Marcucci hey. is like, here. Welcome back, sir. Hey,
3: thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you. It's yeah. good to be here. Good to see you.
1: And Carrado joins us
3: for our weekly <laughs> movie previews. Are you ready to, are
1: you ready to keep up?
3: I'm gonna try. All yeah. Ready, go yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In uh, in the quaint village of Newport, Rhode Island, and its surrounding uh, suburbs islands. Uh, <laughs> do you get all the movies? Yes, we do get all the movies. Anyway, when we lived there, and that's where we met many yep. moons ago, I think mm-hmm. what was playing in the theater when we met was true romance. I think so. An and idea. we saw The Nightmare oh, Before oh, yeah.
0: Christmas there, too. I yeah, remember it Schindler's specifically.
1: Yeah, was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Schindler's List. Blew. Well, I guess Schindler's List made $100 million.
3: But <laughs> did the art films and
1: all that come there? Do you care? Uh,
3: yeah, of course. Uh, back, Well, not so much now, but there was Jane Pickens. And, oh, uh, that's right. That shows the art films, yeah. But they have since been sold and uh, looking to, they're looking to make it into like a playhouse. Uh, in Newport,
1: perhaps a home for the Midnight Mystery Show. Uh,
3: I think it's too artsy for us. Know. you know
2: you've got your small town theater when there's it's like the, the Jane Pickens, yeah. the yeah. Princess Theaters Jane in Oxford, <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> the music, the, box. Princes, the music box. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they
0: have a. No, the music sound box again. in in uh, New York is where Cats ran for a billion years, and Gilda Rodney no, no. did her show it was there at too. The winter Garden. Oh, that was a Winter Garden. It didn't I thought the music boxes were yeah. Gilda to her show? She did the Winter that was Garden winter too. Garden.
1: Yeah. You yeah. know what? There's, we a had a win- too. There's a Winter
0: Garden in Toronto, too. There was a Winter Garden Theater. That's where I saw movies in Jamestown. That's why I'm thinking of that. Oh, really? That was our local theater. Not just
1: theater. at the Chautauqua Mall and the the Cinem- Lakewood yeah. 8. Yeah. No, the this Lake was the one they
0: tore down in downtown. That's where I saw Annie.
1: <laughs> but you can also go see art films in Jamestown at the Reg Lene Civic Center.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that is associated with WRFA, where we're being heard right now.
1: Absolutely. So is hey, that close Patrick. to
2: the Melody 49? Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> in... Uh, uh,
0: I actually mm. performed at the Reginald City Civic Center as a backup singer for an Elvis impersonator, <laughs> and he was great. He, the whole place was packed. It's a be, it's a big, beautiful uh, Equity and uh, People Union People wanted theater. to kiss
1: him. People wanted his scarves.
2: As yeah, if.
0: old lady passed out. They had to bring in the paramedics.
2: You know, they really, after I'm a little obsessed with Elvis Nixon, I was just t- suggesting it to somebody. So people, good. People go on Facebook and go, just suggest something to me. Uh, a friend of mine, Robby Slossy, always does that. Does and, that yeah. Uh, yeah. And I always put uh, the latest movie. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Elvis Nixon. And uh, I really think Elvis impersonators, it'd be great to, to tour with uh, like a Nixon impersonator now. I really just, oh,
0: just <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, the
2: Nixonettes. I mean, you could really do that up. I think they should do a traveling. The
0: Boubés could sing for Nixon. Oh,
1: come. Yes. Well, this, everything comes to L.A., so we'll fill you in. Even Carrado coming to theaters <laughs> every weekend. Spoiler free. We haven't seen these movies, so we watched the trailer and then we bat them around. First up, Miss Sloane, a film that knows more than you do and is smarter than you.
3: Lobbying is about foresight, but anticipating your opponent's moves and devising countermeasures. I was hired to win. I use whatever resource I have.
1: Very serious. Mm-hmm. Also, oh, on the other uh, hand, Office Christmas Party. Yay! The biggest movie <laughs> party since Sausage. <laughs> oh, when's Sausage Party coming out, anyway? I think it's coming out sometime before Jack Reacher 2. Oh, I'm sure we'll we hear about that one coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And later in the show, uh, well, earlier, <laughs> earlier this year, we had The Secret Life of Pets, which was a colorful daytime adventure. So here comes the other side in Nocturnal Animals. Mm-hmm. Ever wonder what they do at night?
4: My ex-husband used to call me a nocturnal animal
1: i didn't know you had an ex-husband
4: i've been thinking about him a lot lately and then recently he sent me this book that he's written it's violent and it's sad and he dedicated
2: it
0: to me
1: dang i know well some serious <laughs> uh, stuff. full disclosure on. i'll get to this later i saw this movie did and you it's fantastic is it yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah tom ford is a guy who loves movies so he made one, and then he made another, and this is the second yeah. one, completely different in style than a single man. Yeah. Um, but the single man was well, not different in style. The single man was meditative and sad. Nocturnal animals is visceral and exciting. Huh. But both are stylish. Like that's what he's okay. got down. Yeah. both movies are stylish. they're both uh, I think they were both L.A. Right? Yeah. Single man was L.A. I believe, and he's got that down, shooting it and giving it sort of a dreamlike feel and another worldliness. You know, like in those great. Altman movies or wherever those movies are, where they just shoot L.A. and it looks bigger than life. I think at La La Land is going to do that. I haven't seen it though. Yeah. But uh, that, that's certainly the case mm-hmm. in this. You know, there's everyone's in art museums and, mm-hmm. and parties in the hills and all this stuff. And of course, they're horribly, horribly shallow. It's great. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, most people shoot L.A. for another place. They, they find streets that look like the Midwest or whatever. But I love when people just do an L.A. movie. Yeah.
1: Nightcrawler. Yeah. Like Nightcrawler. It's a yeah, collateral. A- Collateral. Very
2: L.A. Yeah. yeah, I mean not L.A. in like its facileness, but <laughs> in in that downtown part that nobody's ever seen. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I'll as uh, so go over a review of that later. And of course we'll preview it. Uh, and I know I should mention once uh, once again, I'm taking part in a show January 11th at the segerstrom Arts Center in Orange County. It's called In the Music Queue. It's going to be an ongoing series of profiles legendary musicians. This one is uh, dealing with Cream, the Great Cream, right. White Room, Sunshine of Your Love. Spoonful, Crossroads, song after song. And what I learned when yes, I when I did the voiceover for this thing, which you'll hear if you go to the show, and then I'll be there live to introduce a live ladies band. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies please and please turn off your <laughs> cell phones.
2: <and> don't <laughs> and be a dick. Unwrap your candies. <laughs> <laughs> unwrap your candies yeah. now.
1: <laughs> uh, Greg Bissonette, uh, who used to play, you probably remember with David Lee Roth and his brother, who plays with Elton John, and a whole bunch of people are doing a whole big tribute band to be there to play all their hits.
2: Was he on uh, David Lee Ross solo albums? Yeah, yeah. Really? He
1: with that Billy Sheehan, Steve Vai group. He was a drummer. Greg oh. Vissett, yeah. It was a great band.
2: That Eat Him and
1: Smile? Yeah. Oh, my God. Skyscraper, all That's that. That's legendary. And so he'll be there. Uh, and it's January 11th. Um, what did and, you learn? And, and, uh, before then, it'll be a big mm. multimedia experience, so you, you get to know all about the band. They were only around for two years.
0: Oh, my gosh. Can it's less that? than the Beatles. I've
1: already listed like four huge songs, and there's like four or five other huge songs I'm leaving out. And they did all that in two years. But there Clapton made his mark. Ginger Baker established wow. himself as one of the great you know, uh, drummers of so all wait, time. Jeff st- Bruce as one of the great bassists of all time.
2: But wait, weren't they already known commodities before that? Wasn't that a super group? Well, Clapton played around.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, but I don't know how super groupy yeah. the... Uh, I, I will learn this when I go to the show. Well. Indeed. And what you also <laughs> learn,
2: which I did not know last week, is that you... there's it's should be harder to confuse the band Cream with the Teen Magazine Cream, which I think I did last
1: (laughs) week. Cream did have an interesting font, but so did
2: the other Cream, so I don't know. The Rock Magazine, right? Yeah.
1: (laughs) And I don't think... That the dumb rock name ba- for a rock magazine. Sorry, I, just, I don't see, think the Band Cream was in the music magazine. Was, yeah. they were around a little too late. They were eighties. Unlike, the,
2: 80s, unlike right? the magazine Rolling Stone, which would feature the Rolling Stones, I don't think Cream <laughs> Magazine actually ever talked about Cream. I don't think so. For anybody playing along at home,
1: <laughs> January eleventh, <11th>, mark <laughs> your calendars and learn about Cream. There you go. Well, let's get to our first movie. Uh, hey, did you go a month without politics? Oh. Well, here to change that. Thanks a lot is <laughs> Miss Sloan.
2: Oh Sloan dear, hurry along now.
1: Alright, Adam, let's talk about <laughs> it. For those of you wondering if Dream Academy had two hits... This would be number two.
0: I yes, love so. Dream Academy. Dream Academy was so awesome that there was a radio contest in uh, Toronto radio station because I listened to radio stations over the border. Oh, and no. I actually won an album and they sent it to me. And along with the Dream Academy album, which I still have to this day, oh. they sent the album Double Blue. Have you heard of Double? No. But, oh, but right. you okay. listened yeah, to yeah. Yeah. it. Oh, what's
1: the big hit? Come on. From I can't remember right now. Did Blue? they do the one? I promise you. you Is that uh,
0: maybe. I uh, promise you. I will Maybe. I, I know like, that it was one of those free ones a record station got because it had the little notch in the side.
1: Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. 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 Awesome. My it, mom has a complete set of the Beatles with all notches in the side. How cool. She like, kept winning the, yeah. from the same Rio station. They did all the <laughs> Beatles. Yeah, our whole collection has notches in the side.
1: They had Dream Academy. Double Head, yeah. like, I hit, right? Uh, oh, the captain of her oh, heart. Oh, I love That's
0: the, the captain of song. her heart. The captain oh, no. of her heart. For some reason, that Thank reminds you, me of John Hagen.
2: On a movie, guys. Something All about the sound.
1: Who's John Hagen?
0: The guy that plays cello for Lyle Lovett for something, re- oh. for some reason. Of course. That song reminds me <laughs> of John Hagen. That anyway.
1: Heart, I the don't basis, know. The, the cello player. The from, cello player. We're, we're in the weeds here, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're, so anyway, we're talking about a movie. Not since Thank You uh, for Smoking, and only Thank You for Smoking, has <laughs> a movie given us the inside look into the world of lobbying.
2: From Do As I Say, Not As I Do Studios, otherwise known as Hollywood, comes a movie about one brave woman's fight against the gun lobby and the NRA.
1: Jessica Chastain plays Elizabeth Sloan.
4: The sausage king of Chicago.
1: (laughs) One of the most sought-after political lobbyists in Washington, D.C., who decides to set her sights on the gun lobby and attack the most well-armed lobby in the country. Literally, they are the most well-armed lobby.
0: You want to lead the fight on gun control?
1: There's over five million of us, and we're armed. See, so even the movie says so. Hmm.
2: Now, a lobbyist is a Washington insider. The company of lobbyists is so enjoyed by the powers elite in Washington that they named them after the room they store them in.
1: <laughs> lobbyists are sent to Washington by corporations and businesses to write the bills of senators in exchange for prizes and cash. <laughs> the only rule is that you never call it bribery, because bribery is illegal. <laughs> Here's the opening monologue that sets up what it's like as a D.C. lobbyist.
3: Nothing you have ever experienced can prepare you for the unbridled (laughs) carnage you're about to witness. Super Bowl, the World Series, they don't know what pressure is. In this building, it's either kill or be killed.
2: You make no friends in the pits and you take no no prisoners. One minute, you're up half a million in soybeans and the next,
1: boom. Your kids don't go to college and they've repossessed your Bentley. Are you with me? Think that was trading place
0: The great Dan Aykroyd.
2: If you slowed that down with that the the voice that Jessica Chastain uses, that would be kind of uh, kind of great because the trailer showcases a Lonely chilling, is
0: about foresight, right? But
3: anticipating your opponent's moves and devising yeah, yeah
1: she's problems. very yeah. very more mysterious.
2: I would like to speak Dan Aykroyd's <laughs> thing because this this chilling, emotionalist Jessica Chastain. Uh, narrating the reality that the uh, lobbying is a cutthroat zero-sum game and it doesn't matter who gets in the way, which may come as a surprise to people in our audience without uh, flammable tap water.
1: I don't know. Miss <laughs> ah! <laughs> Sloan kind of sounds like the name of a 1950s secretary or one of those Don Draper conquests from Mad Men.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: When Miss Sloan is asked by the boss of her current PR firm to sell the idea of gun ownership to women, she refuses and quits, and instead decides to take up the fight against guns, uh, the way fights uh, like that always start, with a snarkily worded Huffington Post article. But when mere words and a 35-minute monologue by John Oliver inevitably fail to defeat an organization that is literally equipped with actual guns, that's when Miss Sloan... He's gonna marry me takes the gloves off, buys an AR-15, and opens fire at an NRA rally, uh, mowing down everybody in sight. Oh, wait, really? I'm sorry.
0: Hold on oh, wow, I, that's an action movie. No, actually, I'm
2: sorry. I'm no. sorry. That's uh, that's how this movie should have played out. I had that uh, written down here as well. I'm read it. But I, I'm reading here that instead yes. of that, there's a bunch of talking.
0: Oh. Thank you, Adam. That's probably better. The <laughs>
1: stakes haven't been this high since she took on the arts and crafts retailer, the Hobby Lobby Lobby.
0: <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica
2: Chastain stars in a performance that has the critics telling her apart from Bryce Dallas Howard.
1: I'm <laughs> Emma. <Stone.
0: laughs> I'm not your Emma Stone. There were three redheads
1: in the help, just so you... Uh, th- I, okay. Which they... I don't know. And they weren't all related. <laughs> Weird <laughs> casting. Go ahead. I like that movie. Oh, and if uh, politics is Hollywood for ugly people, then they've cast this well, with Michael Stuhlbarg, John mm. Lithgow, and Sam Waterston in supporting roles. <laughs> Sam
2: Sam Waterston? Something to do with politics? That's Can crazy. you imagine? <laughs> and this, uh, of course, this film is from uh, Academy
1: Award-nominated director John Madden.
2: Hey, folks! John Madden here for Badger <laughs> <laughs>
1: This movie would have been more relevant during the Obama era of special interests, making Washington bow to the specialness of their interests. But now President Donald Trump is making good on his promise to remove their influence as lobbyists, but also making them his cabinet.
0: Yeah, They're just cutting out the middleman, really.
2: When you go to the theater to see this movie, try not to choke on the irony uh, when you end up sitting through a preview of the new John Wick movie and Underworld Blood Wars. They both have a lot of
1: guns in them. I think that's what we're getting at here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Will this movie do the impossible and make a lobbyist likable? Taking on making something this loathsome endearing is a huge challenge. I'm told the filmmakers will next be taking on cockroaches, mold, and stepping in dog (laughs) There you go. That's (laughs) comparable, Comparable experiences.
0: I did not realize she was going to defend, uh, go against the NRA. In the whole preview, I just thought she was another jerk stopping things from happening. Yeah, I don't think
2: I saw that
1: detail.
0: I did not get that <laughs> detail uh, the either. Lobby guy, yeah, gives
1: her the oh, gives her the little gun. Uh yeah, huh. yeah, we're, we're armed, uh, yeah. you know. We're the biggest armed lobby.
0: Uh, see, I thought she was the. I oh, I thought she I was the bad guy. I
1: think it's full-on government conspiracy type thingy. People start dying. It's a whole Alan Pakula, Sydney oh, okay. lament movie waiting okay. to happen. Huh? Well, I'm into Directed that. Directed by the director of Captain Corelli's Man. some life. reason,
0: <laughs> for some reason, I more. just thought her cold delivery <laughs> and her icy stare made her the bad guy. But apparently, she's the one fighting for the. Well, well
1: that's the thing. If, uh, we may have guns. to care about this lobbyist, and who likes lobbyists? Nobody. Yeah. Mm.
2: It's got so much Oscarness going on about it because it's about a, you know, zeitgeisty current, you know, uh, topic. And uh, and when you get that movie, is that when you turn in the big Bravura performance that I'm kind of seeing from her? I mean, she's got a real tone and a, a whole. This is a, a it's, whole. It's sculpted. Yeah, it's yeah. ready for the Oscars. But, of course, so is this plot. So I always wonder if those two things go together. It's like, this is the one I'm going to give it all for. I'm really going to get into this character because this subject matter is obviously going to get nominated in some level.
0: Now, did or is not. this based on a book? Anybody?
1: Uh, no, I don't believe so. I
0: think wow, it's a, an
1: Australian scriptwriter. Interesting. This is his first movie, I think, mm-hmm. if I got the right guy. And he submitted it. It ended up on the blacklist, and then it got made. Oh. It's like the way you want to make a movie. Just, right? uh, here, I wrote this. Yeah. Check it out. We love it. Let's see if it gets made. If someone made it, boom, there it is.
2: Yeah,
0: I saw an Australian movie. There was a guy uh, who was out on the, and and I don't know in the wilderness, and he saw his dog was being held by a kangaroo. And, Mad uh, Max? No, no, no. This is real life. This is Facebook. This is YouTube. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> his his dog was being in a, a chokehold by a kangaroo, so he ran over and he yelled at the kangaroo. And kangaroos can be nasty. And so he's like. Yeah, people
2: used to box him.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> right? He's, he's like, a put box my- I lose. can't do an Australian accent, but he's like, put, <laughs> put my kangaroo down. y'all get it. And uh, i
2: tie my kangaroo down, tie- down That's down, he 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 what he, he said. And the put kangaroo kind of.
0: Put my dog down there, mate. I don't know. And they put the dog down, and the kangaroo looked at him, and the guy just knew he had to do something, so he just popped the kangaroo in the face like he was boxing him. Oh. The kangaroo was like, whoa, what just happened? The guy and the dog got the heck out of there. It was very exciting. This uh, guy is, is this dead. the end
2: of Marley and me? I'm sorry, I missed <laughs> the beginning of this one. Is that
1: what I'm saying is this guy instead wrote a political thriller that takes place in Washington. <laughs> all with an accent. Oh, the same accent yeah. you probably
0: heard
2: in that video. I That's know. It. It's very I, sad.
1: Lobbying is a very difficult <laughs> thing. I'll, I'll lobby that take
0: out. Do you think that he'll just at the end of the movie she'll just walk on the backs of all the other lobbyists <laughs> <laughs> to leave the house? I hope so. That'd
1: be mm. good if you step in a few of the their of heads, wouldn't they be nice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And then those uh, alligators are now in the drained swamp. Yay.
2: I wonder if she ever shows emotion in this because that trailer, she is just, just she's simple. like the little girl describing strangling and conjuring too. Or, or whatever. <laughs> she Ouija really too, does. yeah. Yes, too. You know how the man dies?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm normally up for this kind of movie. What happened to John Madden? Shakespeare in love, right? And then he Yeah. Then he kind of went away.
2: I can't get over that
3: has the same name as John Madden. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sitting here and I just want to say Traduncan. Yeah. I know, and talk about Brett Favre. It's weird, yeah. Brett Favre. <laughs>
2: Favre, Brett Favre. But you know, the thing is, I don't know what determines which one of these get nominated because we're getting more and more. Obviously, this one's meant to be nominated for the reasons I had mentioned. But you know what? Birth of a Nation is gone already, and I think it's people are really upset that that didn't really get its time in the sun. But what determines? I mean, that's that's just sort of like you know, there's these Oscar ready movies like. I mean, I, I hate to say they're the exact same subject matter in, in, in some ways, but like the the Twelve Years a Slave, you know, I, I immediately I go, well, that's going to get an, that's going to get a nomination, but then
0: you know, Birth of Nation. Didn't. Well, today we were know, but doing maybe it sucks. I don't know. We started doing <laughs> Rotoflix, which is the um, fantasy football for movies, and so the award seasons are how they deci- decide. That's our competition. That's our games. So we have to put our stuff together and put our teams together. We're doing our. Uh, picks, and I picked La La Land because it is getting a lot of Oscar buzz, and it is none of those things. Isn't that interesting?
1: Well, uh, I got a prediction and a uh, and a, a, a guess. That's a good choice, by the way.
2: Oh, good. Thank yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, it I, is. I, I because I, they
1: go for that kind of thing, right?
2: Not only masturbatory Hollywood
0: stuff, but, uh, but also like, musicals, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, that's sort
1: of. My prediction is she gets accolades; the film does not. That's my prediction right. for yeah, Miss Sloane. Right. I think they'll uh, look on her performance. Yeah.
0: I did the same thing the with film. Denzel Washington because um, Denzel is really great in Fences, but I heard Fences isn't doing great. Mm. Like, it's not going to win as a movie, yeah. but I hear he's doing well. And also, you know, when does he see one yet?
1: Twice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. whoops. Actor in supporting. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Well... They might make him the they
2: might make Denzel wait a couple of years oh. to do that sort of like lifetime of being mm-hmm. in the industry sort of thing. And I they also have all these sort thinking, of roster rules. You know? I was also
0: thinking because last year everybody was so angry that there weren't enough black films.
2: Well yeah, and that well that I mean that's that's why I think even though I don't think it's still in theaters, Birth of a Nation.
1: Well, I was gonna say with that one, I think the uh the the filmmaker, whatever I forget his name, um Nate e- Turner e- no, Nat Turner Nat the, the thing, the but the Nate rebellion. Parker. Nate Parker, yeah. Uh, Parker. He, Parker! He he had that whole rape allegation oh, uh, from right. college yeah. that resurfaced that right resurface. after Sundance, and for uh, whatever reason, I don't know who might want, I mean, maybe they specifically wanted to sink the film, so it underperformed at the box office, and now you don't hear much about it. Yeah, it didn't
2: kill the numbers on uh, X-Men Apocalypse, but anyway. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I saw that movie. Yes. Yeah. Hey, welcome. Despite uh,
2: Brian Singer, the allegations against Brian Singer.
3: Yeah.
1: And now he's- yeah. Picking up another big project, I can't remember what it is. But he's, he keeps working. That guy.
2: Well, I've heard it. it, it the allegations that he uh, molested some people may or may not be true, or may be true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> may or may not, or may. And I thought.
1: I thought. Oh man! Now we're all gonna All we're going to get is more Jack the Giant Slayers. But then you know, I, I like the apocalypse.
0: Oh
2: no! I I love <laughs> I love a desperate filmmaker. I loved uh, in in uh, when he was doing Titanic, uh, James Cameron. That was so. It's so hard to remember now. That was. Absolutely, one hundred percent going to bomb. Yeah. Period. End of story. There was no hope for it. Yeah. It was simply it. It was supposed to be released a whole year ahead of time. It had these two dumb stars, in it. I mean, it really was like this is going to be, you know, yeah. the, uh, metaphor sinks under its own. Kevin's gate dances with wolves, right? Yeah, yeah. No way that.
1: No way that exactly. takes off. Huge hit.
3: Yeah. And, well, uh, well, Titanic uh, had Bernard Fox, so there you go. Well, that is the Bernard Fox effect, as they call it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: the only reason I saw it. Hollywood's the, Bernard Fox Yeah, effect. and the paper chase? I don't know. All
1: right, well, next up, uh, <laughs> Redhead Week continues with Amy Adams in Nocturnal Animals, the latest film from Tom Ford.
2: Wait, can a movie be the latest from someone I've never heard of?
1: You've never heard of Tom Ford, the director of A Single Man?
2: I thought the Coen brothers directed A Single Man.
1: That's A Serious Man.
2: I thought Sam Raimi directed A Serious Man.
0: No, that's A Simple Plan. What's A Simple Plan? What's on second?
2: Uh, I don't know. First First Class. class. First Class. That's the first X-Men movie. Yes. With Patrick Stewart.
0: No, that's X-Men. Ah, First Class. No, first movie.
2: Oh, okay. So X-Men 1.
0: Just X-Men.
2: Their origin story? Mm -hmm. No, that's First Class. Ah, I see. X-Men Origins, First Class.
1: No, X-Men Origins is the fourth movie.
2: It took four movies to tell the origin of the X-Men?
1: No, five movies. It took four movies to tell the origin of Wolverine.
2: Oh, so that's The Wolverine.
1: No, that's the sixth movie.
2: Which was the movie before that? First Class. Then what's The Last Stand?
0: The third one.
2: A sequel to the first one? Second one. Which took place in the past?
1: Correct. Just like this new one, which is a sequel to the first one. Which one? I don't know.
0: First First class.
1: Class!
2: Okay, maybe I have this Tom Ford confused with the fashion designer. That's all I'm saying.
1: I could correct you, but I fear where the conversation might end up. So let me uh, talk about Nocturnal Animals with Karen. Ah, all right, here we go. Oh, I love all this music. Let's just do a music show.
0: I haven't got the to try and fight.
1: Nocturnal Animals, winner of the Grand Jury Prize at the 2016 Venice International Film Festival, amidst ongoing recounts in Palermo and Napoli. <laughs>
0: I'm sure you can guess from the title, it's about a couple of opossums and a raccoon going on an adventure to the dumpster to see if the bagel shop is closed yet.
1: You never studied. What? Actually, according to the official synopsis, it's a haunting romantic thriller of shocking intimacy and gripping tension that explores the thin lines between love and cruelty and revenge and redemption. Perhaps that grand jury prize was for blandest synopsis.
4: No studying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this script, inspired by a bad reaction to Ambien, is billed as a story inside a story. Mm. Beautiful People's Problems, the movie, has more plots than a John Woo Wum- Wu fil- film has doves flying. Or a J.J. J. Abrams movie has lens flares. Or a Michael Bay movie has going I okay, get it. I, okay. Lots of plots. Yeah. Right.
1: This is essentially a movie about a woman reading a book. Oh. And you might be tempted to say to yourself, hey, that sounds really boring. Hey,
0: Paul, that sounds really boring. That sounds really awful. Why would anybody want to see that movie? What?
1: The woman reading the book is Amy Adams. (laughs) That is childish.
0: Ridiculous. You're like a child. As Susan, played by Adams, reads this book, which is written by her ex-husband, she is forced to reflect on her own life and how she treated her former husband some 20 years ago, forcing her to contemplate her own faults and misdeeds that led to the demise of her marriage, while at the same time trying to put her own life on a sane and stable path to happiness. Here is a scene of her trying to sort all this out.
4: You're the weak, and I am the tyranny of evil men. But I'm trying, Ringo. I'm trying real hard
1: to be the shepherd. That's what I was trying to say. Miss Sloan type. Very Miss Sloan. Very much what I was
0: trying to say. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Watching a movie is watching something happen that we know isn't real. We all understand that. But this right. movie is also about the telling of the story of the book in addition to the movie itself. Hmm. So we will be watching this movie which is stuff that we know isn't real. And as we watch this movie we are going to be watching the story of a book being played out in a movie form um. which we also know is stuff that isn't real. Mind blown, man.
3: Well,
2: make that make that backwards uh, going back in time. You got Doctor Strange, I think.
1: <laughs> the film also stars Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: Make that Jake Thrilledhall.
1: Okay. <laughs> Also, Michael Shannon and an actor Make that
0: who, Michael. Uh,
1: Boing. Yeah. Boing. <laughs> uh, and also an actor who is the very definition of rounding out the cast. Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's such a Stephen Lewis uh. joke. Seriously, if your cast needs some rounding out, Aaron Taylor Johnson is your man. He's rounded out cast of some of the favorite movies out there like Avengers Age of Ultron and Savages. And I think we can all agree that those movies' casts are very well rounded out. Will Aaron Taylor-Johnson live up to the potential he possesses?
0: Hey, this director made Colin Firth gay, so anything's possible. There you go. Your boyfriend,
1: Colin Firth. Yay. Yes. Who's British, so he's already...
0: No. Leading to... Okay. I think that he kicked much butt in that church scene from... Uh,
1: Definitely not gay in Kingsman.
2: No,
0: Kingsman. Oh, I
1: love the
2: Kingsman. Um,
0: the problem I have with this guy is he killed off two corgis in the beginning of that movie. Remember? It starts, but they were
2: mutated radioactive corgis. or me of <laughs> a different movie. It, it, in, uh, it, what?
0: In Single Man, there were two corgis that were thrown from the car. Oh, I forget. Uh-huh. Wow, really? In self-defense? I remember that? In the beginning when there's a car accident. And so we f- we come across it and we learn what is happening by seeing these animals. It's kind of on their side. And then you find the car and you can see that when the car had an accident, the dogs are thrown out. Oh.
2: I thought they invented a corgi cannon, and since I haven't seen that movie, that's now what it's about. (laughs) And they defend
1: it as well. (laughs) Didn't go well. They hit a wall.
2: (laughs) What if that were an old medieval technique? Fire corgis into
0: the (laughs)
4: castle and just
0: have them. Just do stuff. Yeah. Just Just get underfoot. Ah. I am telling you, all Dr. Marvin does is get underfoot.
1: You know, I just realized I'm not going to go on about nocturnal animals because to do so would require so many spoilers. The, oh, the best things about the movie are spoiler. Are there corgis in it? There's corgis in it. Right outside there. of his style. Some corgis,
0: speak. two corgis, no, no. <laughs> three corgis. It's not a dog. There's movie. two corgis. You're, you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> are there one corgi?
1: Which which means there's no dogs in it. Well, there's a company that
2: made metal cars,
0: yes. cor- corgi, and uh-huh. there's a
2: corgi
1: on that.
0: I was just doing a <laughs> quote from Ghostbusters, but Paul he denied it. What am I supposed to
1: do? push your hand away
0: i yeah, guess yes
1: goes. that's only for the youtube <laughs> the viewers visual. karen do it for
0: 10,000 not
2: 145 all your, all right, come on right. what's your
0: quote <laughs> i did it for paul that's what's my your... favorite quote in ghostbusters but you can't do it on the radio yeah
2: physical quote yeah. <laughs> we we got to get uh, matt walsh on here
0: i know then and, i can do it to him can do the
2: actual bit to him friend of the show or a all friend right. of a friend of the show
0: He's uh, best. All right. His, uh, by the okay. way, his Christmas card's adorable. I saw it on Facebook. Yes. Did you see it? Oh, his kids not. are hysterical. Okay.
2: okay. But going back to the movie. Yes. Okay. Not yes. Animals. I'd be happy. To. So is this one of those movies where when I see some trailers sometime... Uh, where I can tell this movie is simply too complex to make a trailer about. Yes. And the worst movies, they try and describe a long, convoluted plot in one of those overly talky trailers where it's like, and then this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened. But this one, it's like so much tone, and you're like, they're not even really trying to tell me anything that's going on. To the movie's benefit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a good trailer in that it's a little deceptive. It's just kind of like, these two have had a tough life. I get real intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Cool. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, Well, I got to
2: see the guy that made James Bond Suits, what kind of movies he makes. (laughs) That's
1: right. Did he really? That's all I know about him. Yeah, Tom Ford. And he ran uh, Versace, right? Was it? Or I think they ran Versace. Uh, Gucci. One of those big ones. Gucci, I think. Anyway, Tom Ford. Now he's got his own club. And also,
2: I don't know if that's his real name. But what a very obvious masculine name if you were going to yeah. fake one.
1: Tom Ford.
2: I hope it's a Why chick is no one pretending
0: to, name- <laughs> to be him. I want to make a movie. Oh, I'm going to
1: be Tom any, Ford. Any, have you seen Tom Ford? Do you ever like see pictures of Tom no. Ford? He's as stylish as you would yeah. imagine. Yeah. He looks like Bond. Handsome. Yeah, he yeah. does.
2: Tom Fo- Ford. Tom Ford. I mean,
0: <laughs> I have um, on our script here, I have some uh, discussion points that Paul and I wrote down.
1: Oh, what do
2: you got? I
0: was tired last night when we were looking at the trailers, and I... I really didn't have a lot to offer. All I could offer was Amy Adams looks like a possum,
1: which I
3: don't do not approve of. She just no. looked
0: a little possum-y in this movie.
3: I second that disapproval.
0: <laughs> See? <laughs> I got Corrado woken up. This is good. And also, um she talks about how she can't sleep. She doesn't sleep. And that blows my mind because that's one of my favorite things to do. You like, took a
1: nap before the show. I night. did. It's a nightmare. Yeah. If you can't sleep. If you
0: can't sleep, it's a nightmare, right? I sleep like crazy. Zeke. I can't even imagine. I also equate that with those people who forget to eat. Yeah. Right? Oh, I just forgot to eat. How do you do that? What? Really? What's happening? (laughs) Sleeping is what I'm doing when I'm not awake. Right?
2: Well, if you, yes, are you quoting John honey. Lennon? <laughs> <laughs> sleep is what happens to you I while think... you're not being awake? <laughs> I think that's from... Uh... I think they had the banality of Nickelback. <laughs> like, sung like John Lennon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Grotto, how do, you, how do you
2: come down on sleep? What's the priority there?
3: Uh, yeah, I do it daily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. go for it. Big fan. You have a little sleep. Uh, yeah, I am a big fan. You're not fantasy. a nocturnal animal. I'm bringing it right back around. No, apparently uh, I feel like one right now. Yeah, yeah he yeah. is a little
1: tired because of the time day. change. Corrado has joined us from the East Coast. Yeah, so you're, it's it's what time is it in your head? It's three hours ahead in your head. <laughs> it's it's never any
3: time in my head.
0: Now I Definitely. know this for a fact because we've shared a hotel room with Corrado. He's one of these guys who enjoys sleeping like when he goes to sleep he just doesn't sit there quietly and sleep he just snores and things rattle and he makes noises and he moves and he sleeps he
3: moves yeah he like
0: rolls around and yeah you do
3: i'm a man who can i control when i
0: exactly
3: Let's get on to our next one.
0: All month. right. He's the kind of guy that when we went, oh, we were done. doing- More on sleep
3: later in the after show <laughs> no,
0: no, Get this. Corrado <laughs> is such a professional sleeper that when we were going to cross country, that's when we were sharing the hotel rooms because we were moving everything we owned out here. He pulled out a giant container of earplugs and gave them to all of us. <laughs> that's how hard this dude
3: sleeps. That's called
1: planning ahead. Yeah. Sleep That's I'm hard. <laughs> Corrado has also uh, shed a number of pounds. If you know Corrado yeah. and you yeah. see his photo Indeed. up on our Facebook page There's that only he's posing with us, you be like, who one? is that? That's Corrado.
3: Uh, wh- how much you lose? Uh, I'm up to 185 pounds in almost 12 months. You lost 185 pounds. I did. You lost wow. More me. than Karen.
0: That's, yeah. Yeah, more you than lost me. a Karen, not no. quite me. Almost but. an Adam. Yeah. That's crazy. And I am not 185 pounds, by no, the way.
3: No, no, more than you. Ugh. That's an inspiration. Uh, do you snort? Still snore then? If it does, it change that. He's asleep. No, he doesn't know. Uh, here's the thing. No, I've I've never snored. Yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. People often tell me I do, and one night I stayed up all night and nope, didn't snore Did at all. You listened mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. All right, our final film of the big weekend. Redhead week
1: continues. Hey. We can count T.J. Right? <laughs> yeah. An uh-huh. office Christmas party. Presents are the best way to show someone how much you care. It is like this tangible thing that you can point to and say, "Hey, man, I love you. This many dollars worth." <laughs> What's not, that from? That's amazing. Not the office. That's the office. Oh, it's okay. That. That's awesome.
4: It's another raunchy awesome.
1: Christmas comedy coming hot on the heels of Bad Santa Two. Wait, how hot are those heels? I didn't check the numbers ago. in Variety. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about it anyway, Adam. Okay. Office Christmas Party. Yes, this film gives us another chance to play one of our favorite games. Guess what it's about. Yes, guess what it's about. Where, based solely on the title. Our movie guys have to guess what our next movie is all about. Office Christmas Party. Go. Uh, uh, well, there's
0: a, about a Christmas. It's like Christmas, Christmas party, time. So for probably, sure. I mean, I'm assuming. Probably party at Christmas. An office? Let's hope.
1: At an office. Okay. All right, we could have played a different game here.
2: Hey! <laughs> that, wasn't the, that wasn't that
0: the wasn't ideal the ideal format, I guess. I, <laughs> well, I think I'm, we finally
2: I'm got it right. But hey,
1: <laughs> I'm with the preview, whatever.
2: Just in time for the holidays. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, just in time for the holidays is an actual <laughs> Christmas movie. Wow. Uh, though what these characters learn about the Christmas spirit, I don't know.
1: A throwback to classic party movies of the 80s like Bachelor Party and Porky's, but unfortunately also a throwback to Malibu Bikini Beach Motel and Hard Bodies.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Xenotech CEO Carol Vanstone, played by Jennifer Aniston, threatens to close the hard partying Chicago branch of her company because, well... They just partied too hard. The office is managed by her hard-partying brother, Clay, played by T.J. Miller. And when Clay is told that the office is being closed because they party too hard, he makes a last-ditch effort to keep his sister from closing the office by throwing the hardest party ever.
0: What could possibly go right? If by some miracle you can close Walter Davis and his $14 million account, your jobs are
2: safe. Guys, what if we show him the greatest time of his life at our Christmas party tonight? This is how we save everybody's job.
1: All right, so let me get this straight. In order to save the company, they're going to have to party really hard? And that, kids, is what you call plot development. <laughs> mm. Throwing the best
2: office party in the world is a great way to win in a movie, like coming out on top of a
1: rap battle or delivering the perfect cheer. Mm. I'm not sure what The Office does when not partying, but if I had to guess what they manufacture, porn logic would top the list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Now, before we get all bah humbug about a potentially cliched plot such as this, let's remember that the lore of office Christmas parties is long established, and whether it's people photocopying their butts or Gary from Accounting hooking up with Jill in Human Resources, the shenanigans at office Christmas parties can be very hilarious. And now, just imagine if instead Gary in Accounting, it was Jason Bateman, and instead of Jill in Human Resources, it was Kate McKinnon. Even better. And people photocopying their butt were Rob Corddry and Olivia Munn. Oh. Oh. Now, that is a Christmas party.
0: It's F-word Christmas, B-words.
2: Let's get mother F-word drunk. Hmm.
1: Since nobody's interested in a comedy where things get in of hand, this movie decides to get out of hand. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: that's a doozy, Judge. <laughs> the cast is a comedy murderer's row, with Jason Bateman as put-upon O'Deadpan, T.J. Miller as clown pants McMahon child. Jennifer Aniston plays the Marquis de Mainstay, and Kate McKinnon as Killington Von Murderspree, the assassin of every line she's ever seen. I'm sure the real names are on the internet, but I can no longer believe anything I read on the internet. At (laughs) least, that's what I've heard in the wake of last November's survey to determine if people on TV are real or not.
1: T.J. Miller does in fact play dual roles as Clay, the CEO's brother, and a taxi driver.
2: Wait a second, isn't the taxi driver played by Fortune Feimster?
1: Oh, um, yeah, they have um, similar hair.
2: Here's one last clip, including the line that's the trailer ender, which could be funnier, but in the hands of Bateman, it is, his delivery is gold. I think he meant to swing there.
4: <laughs> Got
2: oh God. The God, I love him. He should be in everything.
1: And you're right. Do we remember Juno or The Gift? He pulls off drama, too. Oh, that yeah, guy. he's
2: great. Yeah. The Gift. Boy, that's that a great movie. The Gift is a good movie. That is a good movie. <sighs> I, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's Blumhouse and Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so, sorry. And
1: that Joel Edgerton, who... Man, yeah, right? Who, if you didn't see... He wrote uh, it too. Jane Get Your Gun, which nobody did. He's no, great in it. That's yeah, a great movie. Yeah, it's, He... Practically uh, matched, if not blew away, Johnny Depp in uh, Black Mass. Hmm. I mean, plus he's Uncle Ben in uh, Phantom Menace, so there you go. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he Uncle is. Owen. Yeah, Uncle Owen. Yeah, sorry, yeah you're Uncle right. Ben. He's making rice. He's making rice. <laughs> hey,
2: a lot of people don't like a lot of stuff about uh, the, the prequel trilogy, but one thing they do not complain about is the Uncle Owen.
1: It's <laughs> Joe <Edgerton laughs> casting as, choice. As Uncle Owen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of good casting choices, I think Jennifer Aniston has this new life as a right? foil, right? right? As a villain. Totally. Kind of. Yeah, she's
0: really great because the thing is, she's so beautiful that you like her, but she's just so edgy that you just don't. I mean, you root for her to be hard on these people. Yeah,
1: like horrible bosses.
2: It's I mean, great. Yeah, it's...
0: Even Meet
1: the Millers, she was like at this right? edge. Yeah. Where she wasn't yeah. necessarily likable, but yeah. you still like her because you, you just look
0: at her and go, oh, she's so pretty and so warm, but not at all. Did I say Meet the Millers again? Yeah,
2: that's the a name Millers? of a, the a, cookie a cookie that I make yeah. I mean, at I Christmas we're time. We're
1: on two, three years of doing that
2: now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're the Millers and Meet the... There's a Meet the... Meet
0: the Falkers.
3: There's another Meet the, isn't there? Wasn't there Meet the Spartans? There's there is meet a Meet the, the Spartans. Spartans. That's, that's a great true. movie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? Uh, well, the guy who was lead in that, who uh, was also in a great uh, show that only had six episodes called Crodman Dune and the Flaming S- Sword of Fire. Yeah, I heard of which that. Is was that worth awesome. it? Yeah, I, I love it. I own yeah. it. I own it. <laughs> Was yeah, hard to get? Crod Mandu. I yeah. mean, I remember that movie. Uh, I, I, no, TV when show. I say I own it, I think I own it. Yeah, <laughs> <You> <laughs> own the copy. But I it's did. like a it's like a Conan the Barbarian type TV show, it's, but it's a parody, a, right? It's, it's all a, comedians. Yep, it's a it's a yeah. medieval uh, in, uh Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's in that. That's kind of oh. I think where you got his start.
0: Free yeah. Kevin Wait a minute, Hearts. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah, yeah. I Kevin love Hart Kevin Hart.
3: Hart. But this is from like five years ago. He wasn't
2: famous then. I should see that. Oddly, wow.
0: I really need to see Kevin Hart stuff. Feels
2: like he's been really popular in cinemas forever but that's about three years his, his stand-up's run. been popular for yeah, a while now fact.
1: yeah and he's been trying he's been you know, you know how hard he works yeah. he's been gearing up for stardom and then
2: well g- give a plug for uh flyover comedy jeff baldinger who was a guest of our show i think
1: last christmas actually the 100th episode i think yeah, yeah
2: yeah and he just did his i don't know 300th show or something like that but i he's been going for so long i think he's been doing it for five years now or not 300th then i guess but right. anyway he's been doing <laughs> the show for five years and uh kevin Hart's career has come so far that he used to do just drop in on, uh, on Jeff's show at the improv, too, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, but he still gets... I mean, when I saw that one show, you got Bill Burr and... Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he gets Joe Rogan in there, I think too. Joe right? Rogan yeah. was just there last yeah. week. Yeah. So he gets he gets names. Yeah, definitely. That's Name. worth your money. That show. I,
2: I know, right? Because he yeah. gets all the great drop-ins. Yeah. That's the first Thursday of the month at the Improv, which is where you can see the Bay sisters.
0: That's right. We're performing on Saturday night uh, in the Improv Lab, which is right next door, and it's at eight o'clock, eight to nine. And if so you pretend. are listening
2: to this and it's new, get over to the Improv because we the release help. these things on a Thursday or a Friday. So Saturday is <laughs> <Do> Karen's.
1: Uh... <laughs> now, Crotto, this is the one you said of. Uh, the three you want to uh, see the most yes it's uh, right up your alley dopey comedy right uh, yeah
3: i do like dopey comedy that is correct that's why I likes no. us <laughs> yes
2: how, how how much of an american treasure is tj miller
1: people are starting to learn i mean
3: right yeah He's
2: deadpool
1: and uh silicon oh, valley i think right? bought him yeah. things like the lead in this
2: yeah
3: yeah and uh, was, i first met him in silicon valley that's what my friend claudia would say you oh, met him and yes when she first sees somebody in something she'll say
1: well i first met him in this oh right. i see i yes. first met pierce brosnan in remington steel and then <laughs> yes, he yes. became james bond yes it's a little uh,
2: weird because he was in chicago and he was in a couple of shows that my friends of mine did in stand-ups and stuff so i did meet him yeah so I it's thought funny you said that i'm like oh you met him you must have yeah. been in chicago With all your time in chicago yeah <laughs> I, thought maybe did.
3: No, I met nobody in chicago
2: but I think TJ is one of those, I've said this about Jason Sudeikis, I should probably say it more about myself. But <laughs> but the fact is, like, if Jason Sudeikis didn't become a success, then there is truly something wrong with the system, right? <laughs> if TJ Miller doesn't become a success, become known, and people r- recognize what he does and enjoy him and, and continue to put, then there will be something wrong with the system. Like, it's like, a couple of those guys are just so, like... Uh, b- 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 the world has to enjoy this guy at some point. Well, I met yeah. him too.
3: Wait a minute, Big Hero Six Q and A. Yeah, we met him. Briefly oh, okay. After mm, it took. Yeah. Now, d- isn't he also the voice of the mucus guy in that commercial? He is. That's <laughs> got to <laughs> be some money. Is he really? Yeah. Really?
1: Talking hawker, as my mom calls it.
2: Nice. Talking hawker. We Hawk first him met
0: up.
1: him as a talking hawker. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I first met <laughs> no, I him met as a
1: talking hawker. <laughs> he was like, talking hawker.
2: <laughs> talking hawker. All right, ska band or improv troupe. <laughs> 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 That's an improv troupe. That's an improv troupe. Talking hawker.
1: <laughs> all right, uh, enough new movies. Let's get on to our guest segment. Hey, you've heard him here, a longtime friend of the show, an actor who's been on stage all over Chicago and Los Angeles. Now he's in Newport, Rhode Island, performing with a company he's founded, the Midnight Mystery Show, Karata Marcucci. Hey.
3: Thank you. i quite an
2: expert on a lot of sci-fi stuff, too, so I can...
3: Uh, expert? Okay. Mm, I watch him. Yeah. Yeah, I... My roots are in Star Trek. Star Trek. Yes.
1: Now you go to conventions,
3: so <coughs> nice. that's like
1: you're a, a real b- Star Trek. Like, fan. You know, I go to Comic Con and it covers everything. But if you right. go to like Star Trek, that's like that's your thing.
3: Yes, I was uh, in costume and breaking the record in 2011 for the most people in one room in Star Trek uniforms, <laughs> uh, whether it be a Star Trek. Unif- uh, Starfleet uniform. because yeah, you're not Klingon. Federation, right? No, I'm a Klingon. Yeah. Yeah. You His... set
2: you set the record for the most people in one room dressed in Starfleet uniform. S- dressed in
3: Star Trek. Uniform. Star Trek um, uniform. Trek Star Trek. And that was in yes, Vegas. That was in mm-hmm. Los in the uh, Rio the Rio Hotel. In and Los how Vegas, many was that?
2: A and lot. would they have changed this last election?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> did they get out and yeah. vote? <laughs> I'm afraid they did. Voting demo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs>
3: So what do you think of the new show that's coming up?
1: Was it, Discovery? Star Trek Discovery?
3: Yeah, no, I'm not sure have I, I, if I have this right. I, I heard they're going to release the first one, and then it's going to go streaming? Oh, I don't oh, know. I, don't know. Well, I,
1: think it's all, I think they're trying to build the CBS app into a thing, so they keep talking about how it's going to be streaming. Yeah, so I
3: have no idea. Um,
2: and what is this? This one takes place before the original series? Is it bridge the gap between the, the new reboots and the, and the TV show? Uh, those that are all great to? questions that I
1: have no
3: answer for. <laughs> <to. What a laughs> we bring you in as a Star Trek expert. Okay, no we do uh, But
1: I do know they cast right. Doug Jones. Oh, yeah, that's true. And uh, Anthony Rapp, front. also from Rent, like mm-hmm. uh, Adam Pascal, who guested at the show. Oh, a bunch of guests of ours. Yeah, yeah, everybody's getting the bump. Everybody, <laughs> everybody getting the bump. Um, okay, but let's get to what the, yeah. the heart of what. One thing I wanted to run by you here: okay. rank for us the Star Trek movies
2: uh-huh.
1: uh, from worst uh-huh. to best.
0: From worst. worst. And you can well, say if Worst is still a good movie or not. You
1: know,
2: oh, I mean, no. I bet I can
3: guess. I'll give you the it's Worst a, uh, movie. It's still, well, no, with legacies in there, I guess. <laughs> the, no, the Worst ever. Does he is, go five? Is, no, it's the motion picture. Oh. It's like if, if, I can't even watch that and stay awake. God, I have not seen so that in are, so long. It's horrible. It is really long. It's, it's boring. It's from the director of...
1: West Side Story. You know, that yeah. it's an interesting oh, choice. That's strange. Yeah, well, Robert
2: it's White. such an interesting snapshot of the time because Star Wars was huge. So they're like, well, let's haul this out of the, the yeah. mothballs. And yet we still don't know how to make one of these. You know, yeah.
3: <laughs> it, it was so boring. It, it, it was so long. It was like watching Gandhi, but without winning best costume. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't because they had that was a weird yeah, costume yeah, choice. Right. That was mm-hmm. bad. Does
2: anybody got they had the onesie in that one. Right. With just the belt buckle.
3: Yeah, the, yeah,
2: remember that? Yeah, you're right. And actually, yeah. Pike wears that at the end of the Star Trek uh, two, the J.J. Abrams one. Oh, Into Darkness? He's in yeah, Into yeah. Darkness at the very end. He's in the original ah. Star Trek, the motion picture uniform. Nobody right. dresses like that at the uh, Comic-Con, do they?
3: Um, oh, it's motion picture? <laughs> they might go playing? motion picture onesie? You no, know, sometimes they do the, the bald girl. I don't know what she was. Oh, the Perseus oh. Kumbata. Sometimes you see her, yes. Yes. You will, you'll see her. But
2: who played alien Perseus Combata? <laughs> I mean, that's an alien yeah, name. Yeah. That's a
1: real name. Alien name or actual name? <laughs> All right. All right. So that's the worst in your opinion. Although oh, yeah. I'm How many sure are there? the internet 13? would argue with you.
3: There's that many. I wrote them down. How many are there? Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Go back. Oh, continue. Um, What would be the next one? So yeah, ranked above five. that. It has to be five. Yeah, right? right? Yeah.
2: That's the tough juggle right there. Five that's, and one. Star pop.
1: Trek Five: The Final Frontier. I'd probably put that at the bottom. Right. I would say even the mm-hmm. uh, motion picture is more. Uh, Going on, I, I I may have said it here before. That's the one where they were so busy doing a joke about I know this ship by the back of my hand or whatever. And then he then Scotty hits his head and passes out. And it'd be hilarious if he wasn't then captured. <laughs> so, like yeah. his goofery got him in trouble and put the whole true crew in danger. But come on, stop it. So that one, yeah, I'd put that low. Good call.
3: Uh, then I I would have to go with insurrection. That- so you That's rate Nemesis about. higher than Insurrection? Oh, Nemesis! I find that interesting. Well, no, I do like Tom
1: Hardy in that
2: movie. Yeah, I've heard that though. That Nemesis—I mean—that uh, Insurrection is better than Nemesis. I've yeah, so,
3: but not according to Quran. you know it—it's—it's—it's it's, it's pieces of it though. It's like when you watch it—if you watch it on on uh, TV, if you're just catching it, you're like, "Oh, this is a really good part," and you're like, oh, well, "Then there's <laughs> this." It keeps going. <laughs> you know, and, too much HMS Pinafore
1: is that what? Yeah. Well, yeah. it feels the most yeah. like one of the TV shows. All right, jump to the top. What's the number um, one Star Trek movie of all time? It's the Wrath of Khan. I
0: don't it think
1: is. you can argue with that. No argument no. though. Yeah. Even
0: I know Ricardo Montalban's in that.
1: Yes. Yeah. You've See, seen it, right?
0: No, I no? don't. I don't
3: know. No, not your thing. It, I mean, who but hasn't? at least I've
0: heard I of thought it. Thought that one might right.
1: have transcended to where you've seen it because you saw Star Trek 09 right? With the the one with yeah. Chris. No, yeah. the new
3: Chicks one have only seen four.
2: The one with the whales, right?
0: Oh, I heard not to see that. No, oh, that's no. a good one.
1: That's the only one.
2: I, oh, that's yeah, the only that's, one that's
0: good? I that's heard that was one bad. No, no five a, is bad. I think Paul took me to the whale one. What?
3: Yeah, no, we were one. not dating.
1: It, was, it came out in 1986. Wow, there's <laughs> no way I know. I don't watch these. That's ones.
3: the one with the nuclear
1: whistle.
2: I
3: yeah. made
1: Karen chime in. I, yes.
2: I
0: was trying to be quiet. What?
1: <laughs> When's the last time you saw Star Trek
2: Two in the theater? Because oh. I, I luckily it, got to see that a couple months ago. When it came out? the Egyptian. Wow, really? Yeah. Because, you know, as many times as you watch it on DVD, I've watched it plenty of times, there is no substitute for that dedicated watching of it because there's so much silence in that movie, and it all yeah. builds up to something cool. Like I just never quite realized like how awesomely ominous I mean, I got it when Ricardo Montalban comes onto the ship and he unfolds the mask and he yeah. reveals that it's Ricardo Montalban, which got great applause in the audience too because he's just such a badass figure with a big chest and everything.
1: It's such a yeah. huge chest. A, such yes. a
2: huge chest, and I guess that's real. Nobody's ever said that's anything but fake. They were even making fun of it in the Q and A, like, "Yeah, he pumped up and like he well, was really proud of his chest." I, be-
3: I believe it was rich Corinthian leather. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> <And> true, <laughs> indeed. I think the last time I saw that was the
1: Arrow Theater a few years. They, they showed four and two, yeah. and had Nicholas Meyer Q b- yeah. and A between.
2: And and there's a moment when he, you know, he sees the start uh, members of the uh, Enterprise, and I will do the actual pace of it because it's just so great the way he eats up all his lines, and everybody's excited to see him anyway. He's so good in this role. He's so amazing. He goes, "Why are you here?" And then he like lifts him up, and goes, "Why?" <laughs> it's just this most like he waits so long and the audience like that pause it, it was just so enjoyable in the
3: theater it's i mean it's such a rock star of a movie in, in
1: terms of structure and stuff too yeah what comes right beneath wrath
3: of con well uh, for me because i'm a klingon guy <coughs> it's oh. undiscovered country six is okay. damn good yeah it is good yeah we got to see what color klingon blood was which is kind of mauve apparently
1: oh,
4: okay
2: <laughs> Bob Ross <laughs> painting the. Uh, okay. When it's your Klingon, you can do it. He, what,
1: was big, what was the big Shakespeare quote they had? in that, of course, from Hell's
3: Heart. I That's
1: Khan, oh, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then, but uh, Christopher cry, Plummer had his own. Cry, cry havoc, havoc and yeah. yes. the dogs <laughs> Yes, the yes. I he like
3: was. Power. He was good. Uh, General Chang. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So above four and above. Uh, now you you even include the new. The I'm new with you on that. Abrams point. produced yeah. ones. Or yeah. They...
3: It's a whole. That's a whole different book. Yeah. Like that's a, when they. We we saw that I saw that with you mm-hmm. here, uh, and uh, the late Ron Glass, by the way, was there yes. at that uh, showing. If mm-hmm. you remember, and um, I you know I was like everybody else when they're watching. I'm like, wait a minute, Kirk's dad doesn't die, but then they they brought this in alternate reality, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, good. Now I'm in. I'm on board, and I like what they're doing with it. I know they're kind of rushing things. I've had people talk to me about it, saying, well, you know, it's a the you know like with the when they flipped it in uh, the second one with um with Khan yeah. where where it was Kirk dying and yes. Spock it's like why is Spock so upset because they just met and it's like well yeah but you kind of got to let it go you know but, but Spock also knows well i
2: want to slap those people i've had this argument so many times and it what's really tough is discussing something like that with someone who's only seen it once so like i you don't quite realize that the the big theme is Spock learns what death is Honestly, like there's completely different themes between Star Trek 2 and Star Trek into Darkness. Just because you call the main character Khan and 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 they deliver Khan. Like is special genetic engineering in Star Trek 2, the the 1982 version, he says that. And he lifts Chekhov up in the air. But that's about it. And there's another couple lines that are written in there like, he's very clever, sir. You know, but like he's literally a genetically modified genius with this incredible Joker-like plan in the other one. Anyway, but, right. but and, the and, theme is different.
3: Right. And, and Spock has already seen his mother die. Mm-hmm. And now his new friend die or dying. And, and he's a Vulcan. He, you know he lets go of that. Right? Because Vulcans are actually stronger than Klingons. They're just pacifists they value their mind yeah. over their broad. They're like monks right like i i believe it's what eight times they're supposed to be eight times stronger than a human where a klingon's like supposed to be two you times you would think stronger. so with that death pitch yeah oh yes yes not so, to be confused with the one that the right. transfers <laughs> the minds five yeah, finger and the five, <laughs> <and the> five <laughs> fists uh, i really enjoyed the fight with them with with spark because you you know you saw that yeah. that fight that was great right and even the and new he loses one loses control
2: that's the whole I mean, thing. like afterwards a big
3: chase, we chase it yeah, down. Yeah, chase yeah, him yeah. down, yeah. That's a great scene. And even in the new one, uh Star Trek Beyond, that was I I thought it was great. A lot of people were complaining about that as well with the the story being you know, I mean it's like, yeah, but this is a whole this is a whole new universe. We don't need to rehash mm-hmm. the old stories. We this is let them have their own adventures. Mm-hmm. You talking and about plus, the final fight with with kirk and no just Idris the entire Elba? just the whole movie oh yeah yeah i mean a lot of people are going well you know that's not part of the canon and it's like well no this is all new <laughs> they sound very sad well they do and it's like well wait a minute didn't did no one else see the hot chick in that because that's what i was watching too <laughs> like this is a, this is a nice looking race of people here i'd like to meet these people she was quite
2: attractive was
3: not the black and, was, and white yeah uh,
2: athletic yeah it's kind of cool
3: because
1: I, I did like the fight scene at the end with Kirk and Idris Elba. The, the whole gravity flying around. Oh, uh, that, yeah. that was cool. Yeah, it's uh, so it's yeah. unique. Yeah. Anything you
3: bring me something unique like that, I'll, I'll, I'll admit. And, and uh, I believe it was uh, what the Beastie Boys, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Come on. Yeah.
2: Can't go wrong. Yeah. Very nice. I, I always say to Star Trek fans, you're the reason they had to create an alternate reality. There's simply no way they could say anything happened that didn't happen you're so locked in you can't write a script Mm -hmm. if you're going to try to appeal to all star trek fans which is literally impossible right right there's no star trek fans i mean that just uh, but you have to create an alternate reality because like otherwise like all that stuff that's canon from the show goes out the window so they're like no no no, none of that ever happened and everybody's so pissed (laughs) so what's your favorite of those three Um, The
3: new abrams uh, series i like the first one i think the most i think i do too because I liked it because it was it it was a nice way to uh, introduce you to the new universe, the new timeline, and even Spock with Leonard Nimoy being there is like he's he's like guiding uh, the new Spock, mm-hmm. you know, into this because he knows his timeline, and and as we were talking earlier with Star Trek, there is uh, you know there's alternate timelines, and they they take that time travel very seriously, going all the way back to the to the. Uh, Deep Space Nine, where they actually have temporal police, that if you mess with the timeline, time cops, uh. time cops. <laughs> so it's it's one of those things that they have the technology to do it, but don't do it, because you can create these kind of anomalies. One thing I liked about Terminator, whatever the last one was called, Genesis,
2: sure, uh, was uh, how that when because the, they went back and they showed the Kyle Reese going through the uh, the time machine from the other side of the 1984 movie. And I love the way they describe t- time machine is the atomic bomb. As soon as you invent time machine, I can collapse any moment of retaliation. Like it's like once you invent time travel, that's it. That's bigger than the atomic bomb. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of cool.
3: Well, it's like uh, Einstein's theory of, of the string theory where every every decision you make puts <coughs> off another, mm-hmm. another um, reality. It's another alternate reality. Like An I, I, and we're back to <laughs> Doctor Strange again. Yeah. Well, we're back to the future, too. You know, I like Doctor Strange, <laughs> but I thought it relied a little bit too heavily on special effects.
2: Well, you you, you knew what movie you were going to, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <okay. laughs>
3: I did, but... Civil War, too much
1: special effects, too? No, that was awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> Civil War was really good. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about what your favorite movie of all time is. We ask everyone who comes on the show.
3: Okay, this is tough because I'm a comedian guy. I like comedies. Everybody knows that. I'm a big Mel Brooks fan. Um, especially early works Mm -hmm. I think uh, some of his later things were a little lacking but if you look at uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights and you look at Dracula Dead and Loving It if you look at those movies as Mel Brooks movies you're a little disappointed but if you watch them as standalones they're kind of funny oh okay if you go back and watch them not thinking it's a Mel Brooks movie but I'm gonna go with this and I know I'm gonna hear a lot from this one my favorite movie of all time...
0: <laughs> he pointed at me just sooner. Yes.
3: Oh, yes. Sorry, radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite movie of all time is Top Secret.
0: I knew that oh. we were going to pick that yeah. one. Right.
3: Now, I, I love...
0: I only know Top Secret through hearing Corrado quote it. Uh,
3: yes, I quote that probably... Well,
0: Latrine! Uh, yes. <laughs>
3: Latrine. There are There are so many. There Endlessly is, quoted. Chocolate Moose. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Downton Abbey. Uh, Jim Carter from Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. Déjà, déjà vu. vu. Yep. Is he déjà, déjà vu? deja vu. He's yes. déjà vu. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't That's we so met cool. before? Haven't we met somewhere before? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so.
1: Mr. Rivers, uh, you have become, how do you say,
3: indispensable. <laughs> indispensable. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is what I thought. <laughs> yes.
0: I need to watch that movie so I can put all the quotes together into a coherent well, storyline. It's, it's Val Kilmer. That's true. Val Kilmer. Uh, yeah.
1: For those of you who don't know, the yeah. great uh, Zucker Abrams mm-hmm. team... Um, who made Airplane, made a spoof of spy movies, and that's what Top Secret is. From 1984, so it was a long time ago. Might need to put it out there. Yeah. It was the same perhaps? year. 83 Oh, 84 was the same year as
0: Ghostbusters. Yeah, it was one of those. I was busy. Was so follow-up
1: to Airplane, I believe. It was, yeah. yeah. but Because yeah, yeah. yeah. they didn't do Airplane 2. No. Uh, that was Ken Finkelman. Yes. You're welcome, America. You're
3: welcome.
2: <laughs> and what
1: else did Ken Finkelman direct? uh uh, uh Head Office.
2: You're right. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't-
1: I, I'm pretty sure. There's another yeah. one, but yeah. Head what, office party? What an
2: 81 Head party. name. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Head office party, yes. Yeah. And uh, don't forget, uh, Peter Cushing is in Top Secret. He is. Is he? Grand yes. Moff Tarkin himself.
1: Yeah, the whole scene that is amazing, by the way. Right, shot it, in reverse.
3: Shot in reverse, oh. so it
1: seems like they're talking a foreign language. But yeah. once you watch it for a while, you start going, they're doing this backwards. Right. Like Eventually, yeah. they yes. give a big thing that shows they're doing this backwards. Yeah. Sven
3: Jorgensen's bookshop.
2: Yeah, and so it sounds... I definitely it look sounds that one up a, on YouTube oh if you haven't God. seen it. I mean, the the backwards, yeah. yeah.
1: Backwards top secret. Yeah, that movie is hilarious. And it has Omar Sharif. Yes, I almost <laughs> forgot, yes. <laughs> who's Just, he play? Uh He plays like a spy like, who yes. shows up, uh, who gets squashed in a car. Yes.
3: Excuse me, driver. This is not the way to the Howard Johnson's. <laughs> Oh, that's right. They crush him in a car crusher. And later yes. he comes back
1: in, in a the square car with yeah. the face of Omar Sharif. Yes, yes. That
2: is amazing, an austere performer like Omar Sharif. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> would be yeah. in that. That's a pretty good sport. But
1: that's what him. they do with those guys. I mean, they, they got Ricardo Montalban to do the same thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, that that was the big thing with, uh, with the airplane was that they wanted to staff it. The producers were like, all right, we'll get Harvey Corman, We'll get all these. Like, no, 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 Robert Stack. Peter like, Graves. What? Yeah. yeah, Peter Graves, Robert Stack. <laughs> Leslie yeah. Nielsen. Yeah, Yeah, Who at the time was
1: not a a, a serious
2: actor. He was that serious guy from Forbidden Planet.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Since it's the holidays, I do want to play one of Corrado's former performances here with the movie guys. We uh, shot a couple of videos back. I'd love to do these again. This is great. But uh, who has the time? Santa recommending (laughs) movies that come out during the holidays. (laughs) Now, sometimes during the holidays, they're not always Christmas movies. As
2: you've seen the movies we talked about this week.
4: Yeah. You better watch them.
3: Christmas is the best time of year to see a movie, and to spend precious moments with your family. So what's out there in theaters that you should go and see? Well here's one for you called Shame. A New York City businessman and sex addict comes to terms with his inner primal compulsions in this NC-17 rated drama. Obsessed with pornography, his powerful appetite for all things carnal leads him on a sexcapade through the gloomy nighttime Big Apple. Masturbating and encountering one-night stands, hookers, and orgies until he's visited by his sister, who I don't believe he has sex with. Merry Christmas! <laughs> and of Thanks, course, Santa Carrado
2: completely dressed like Santa for that as well. Go look the video up. You know, of,
3: of all the ones, of all the ones we did, that's the one I didn't see. I saw Django Unchained and I saw the girl, girl with the dragon oh, tattoo. Yeah, Django oh, yeah. Unchained. I, I haven't oh, seen Shame oh, yet either. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. No. Probably
0: um,
1: sure. There is some naked Michael Fassbender. Yeah.
3: We, okay, we so, so Fassbender. the
0: Pavay sisters and I were working on a song and we were doing it for the Razzies and we needed to talk about Michael Fassbender because he was in a movie that was nominated for the Razzies. Um, if you want to see. Oh, I know what it was. We were talking about seeing better and we were like, if you want to see good see Michael Fassbender in shame. So we had to do some research and. Good oh, c- c- bad c- Is that what yes. you're playing? Oh, my <laughs> word. Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's a
2: schlong, right?
0: Uh, it's a ding yeah. a ling along. schling It's Irish. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's all I'm saying.
2: Whatever description of it, it has an umlaut in it, right? Yes. <laughs> well,
0: I heard they use <laughs> a special <laughs> lens, actually,
3: to <laughs> elongate it.
0: it, it oh, <laughs> that would explain it, because yeah. we were speechless, and we're the Boubet sisters. By the way. Uh, 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 just a subset thing,
2: because the word "schlong" came up there. I've realized you can take any sexual entendre and add umlaut somewhere in it, and it will sound like a chair at IKEA, like ah! "schlong" or uh, <laughs> "well." Will there be boner a- with an O? Uh, two dots oh, over yeah. the O. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, that is, is totally yeah. an end table. totally an end table. yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is that?
0: Even the c-word, you put two little dots over that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Q. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's a little something. Uh, we have time for it. We haven't played in a while. What <laughs> did you see this week? What did you see this week? Allow me to report on one of the <laughs> better films of the year. That's a
0: great Adam Pascal. I believe he's going to be touring with Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, or oh. not Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Something Rotten.
1: Something Rotten. He's yeah, that's that. True. Yeah. yeah. Very up. cool. Yeah. Um, I saw Manchester by the Sea. This is the new Kenneth Lonergan film, who made You Can Count on Me, and co-wrote Gangs of New York. I have no idea what it's about. Don't tell me. I want to see it. I will not. And do not read anything about it. Don't tell me anything. Do not read anything about Manchester by the Sea, and go see them both. Um, Because there are crucial reveals in Manchester by the Sea. In the trailer? No, I I don't know. Or just descriptions
2: or whatever that you
1: read. read Yeah, I read Rex Reed's review, and he Ah. listed
2: what they are. I'm like, no, you leave that out. Paul, get ready to bleep. I know. Because what, what did I just send you the review? I decided to finally read it. I went and saw Doctor Strange again. I'll, I'll get to that. But sorry, sorry, Paul, to interrupt. That's fine. But I, I was like... What did the critics say? About it? I didn't even pay attention, and it's like I kind of hate it because it gets in my head while I'm watching it, like yes. Suicide Squad. Like yes. I already knew, and I'm like, all right, now I'm comparing it to Dummy on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. But I go and it's and it's too spot on. You know, they only give three sentences or whatever, but it's like New York Times and something else, somewhat reputable. And it's like, yeah, you know, Marvel does this visual flair, like pretty, like basically, we get it. And then Rex Reed, three lines from him, that's just like. Uh, I don't know what this garbage is. Why did they put this in theater? It's like all this sort of stuff. And uh, so the, the message I, I sent to Paul with a screen cap of that was, Rex Reed, I believe I told you to f- off years ago. <laughs>
1: <Still> <laughs> Why haven't going. you done that yet? <laughs> dum, 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 dum. Still going. I mean, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, uh, I think he's irrelevant. Then he's still putting out reviews. Absolutely irrelevant. Um, but yeah, so he. Uh, so, but he loved Manchester by the Sea. But in it, he explained okay. too much of the plot, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. Uh, which I Because will, who cares about what you think? Yeah,
0: yeah because he also has to prove <laughs> I'm so a know-it-all. So. Yeah, which I'll right?
1: simply say that it's about a janitor in Boston.
0: Oh, don't tell me that much. I want to know nothing.
1: Oh, who uh Don't uh,
2: tell me if he solves the math problem. <laughs> the
1: hardest math problem. <laughs> I know,
0: problem right? Oh, my God,
2: that's right.
1: <laughs> They're big topics for okay. uh, yeah, stories, I guess. All right, well, I'll leave it there, Karen. Yes, I don't want to know. Casey Affleck. It's Casey Affleck. Okay. All right, all right yeah. I'll take that. Adam's man crush. Uh, Love it delves into uh, new depths. I've always found him charismatic, but in this he's got a lot of depth, and he has to for a character who bottles a lot of stuff up. But it's is really he good. also
2: charming and funny and interesting? Or is yes, it very because serious? Kenneth
1: Lonergan has written it where when it's serious, it's heavy. When it's funny, it's hilarious. Yeah, oh, he that's finds nice. And that he, he manages to find all that and everything in between. When it's you know romantic, it's romantic. When it's all those things. Yeah. Uh, it's heavy a lot, though. That's really. Yeah.
2: Don't talk. Have <laughs> you ever seen Jerry G E R R Y? That's no. the uh, film with him and Matt Damon lost in a desert for ninety minutes. It's it's a uh, it's Casey Affleck and Matt Damon. You can't believe it got made. You can't believe it's made by uh uh uh. What's his Gus Van Sant. Oh yeah, that's right. So Gus Van Sant did a, a, title. a bunch okay. of real. Tiny indies that I, I love in that era, but it, there's one called Jerry. If you would ever like to watch it, Karen, I own it, and it is the two of them lost in a desert, and that is it, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of amazing because it's just their charm throughout the course of it, and these weird little existential puzzles that they get into. Anyway, that's why I really fell in love. Michelle
1: with Williams will be nominated for best sporting actress. Casey Affleck will be nominated for best actor. Okay, I don't think those are two big stretches uh, to guess. Um, and they have a scene together that is the crux of the movie, that is. Has Casey been nominated Certainly the scene of the year. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, for uh, the long title of uh, Jesse James. I gotcha, I gotcha. (laughs) He was nominated for that. Gotcha. Yeah, he's great in that. (laughs) Yeah. He's great in Gone Baby Gone. He's great in everything. And now, well, that's uh, very exciting. and now he's got a real meaty lead role. Is that
2: in theaters right now? Manchester by the Sea. Why haven't I heard? Well, of that? It's, we it's, do a movie In ArcLight, you know, it's yeah,
1: okay. limited release. You know, yeah. that's mm-hmm. not going to get a huge release.
2: Yeah, but, I
0: feel like we haven't I mean, talked about it. Yeah, I don't no. even
1: think it's going to open wide. It's oh, one of good. Those, so know? we didn't ruin it for yeah.
0: myself. All right, excellent. So right. This is the amazing the thing theater. about
2: RotoFlix. Who knows which one of these is going to really? I
0: are, know. Are you guys picking
1: yet? Are you drafting?
2: Well, yet? Yeah, we just
0: did. That's what I was saying. I picked Denzel, and I also picked La La Land.
1: I picked Moonlight and Damien Chazelle, and. There are awards out there. The critics awards are out already. Are Gotham's out, they? independent spirit awards okay. are out. And uh we have to put in we have to do our, our draft before the SAG awards nominations and Golden Globe nominations back to back Saturday Sunday just, this weekend. Yeah, this weekend. So,
0: so hopefully yeah. we'll get it done fast. And we've
1: seen everything, all these guys who vote on yeah. this stuff, but we have not, sadly. They haven't.
2: And what's the what's the one that's like the long shot that from like months ago but is somehow still uh, is there anything or is it all just stuff that came out in the last 4 weeks?
1: As you, uh, you it know. Certainly
2: feels it's, like you know, all like the, last, the last four yeah. weeks. It was like when that one came out four months ago, and like, no, we're gonna nominate that too, and it gets back in theaters.
0: Sully should have. That'll it's be around. It's slowly
1: coming around else, a little. Nothing else. I think Hank should yeah. stick around, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, for a nomination with that. But uh, so that's what I saw. I also saw Fences, which sadly was the next day, um, and was uh, not enough of a movie for mm-hmm. me. You know, because Manchester by the Sea is a movie, yeah. it's a play okay. on screen, and yeah. you can't do much with it to be or too
0: it's cinematic. written to be listened to in a one environment yeah. way.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's written to be sold back at the book fair. I Viola, Davis. Ah! Viola Davis, Viola Davis <laughs> is fantastic.
1: Of yeah. course. Um, and then I went to see Bleed for this before before now I Now that's theaters, the boxing so movie. Yeah, and it turns out I love boxing movies. Ah! Yeah, and once again. Great. Yeah, you know about this guy because he's from your neck of the woods. Vinny Pe- Vinny yeah, yeah, of course. The yeah. Pazmanian Devil. Pazmanian Devil. Yeah. So this yeah. Is, is. Have you seen the film? I haven't. Because no. I need you know. I know you need to go and rate the dialects. That's what you do. <laughs> In Manchester by the Sea as well. You have to go. All right. I will. I will Rhode Island's it. own.
2: Is uh, are there are there laughs and bleed for this? Yeah. Because he—he's yeah, a character, right? Yeah. He's yeah. a character. Yeah, I don't know much about him, but I gathered that the the original was like you kind of kept paying attention to him because like, yeah, and for, crazy to break
3: his spine and come back and box too. Yeah, yeah. like a year Was later. he a
0: local hero, Crotto? Like, did people in your area yeah. know that dude?
3: Uh, well, what do you mean know him?
0: Well, like, no, hey, like, like um, if you owed him money. <laughs> <Yeah>. Now, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, like, um, people from New York take on a guy who's from New York and be like, yeah, that's one of ours, and we know his story. But I don't know anything about. I this met him guy. at the oh, Mayweather yeah. match.
1: Yeah, that's where I met him. Right?
3: Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, he was—he's uh, a—he's a local celebrity. Yeah, he always mm-hmm. has been. Yeah, uh, in Rhode Island, they'll—they'll they'll latch onto that stuff. And mm-hmm. his movie's uh, entertaining as hell. I liked it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's—it's it, it's truly a, an inspiring story what he did. And we really goofed down was. Aaron Eckhart. Uh, yeah. Because you know, he was an
1: incarnate. Because he always shows up in an incarnate or I Frankenstein or yeah. Battle LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he always couples it with something like this where he's good. Yeah. He's you know he's basically doing a James Gandolfini impersonation as the the coach who like he says that he and Vinny are both being put out to pasture by the when by working together. Classic but,
2: theme. Classic boxing theme. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So they're just the nobodies. They're wasting their time. Uh-huh. And then lo and behold, they have a second shot. At, <laughs> then the car accident, and then the whole rest And then of the you ride.
2: overhear, like Clint Eastwood saying, he's past his time. Also yeah. working out in the other corner with. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and like, Mickey's got every, a Yeah, shot. Mickey's on that corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: every one of them, you're past your time. And it turns out enjoyed. every one of those movies I enjoy. So I it's much like the Western now. I sit down in front of a boxing movie and go, I, I should never doubt I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah they don't make any yeah. grand new designs and like because that's Don't want it. the thing and how you <laughs> shoot the boxing scenes right because raging bull set the bar and then the fighter came along and did something different and creed did creed. the one long shot mm-hmm. you know in that one fight but this didn't do anything it doesn't need to yeah it's yeah. entertaining as so hell really good but that's what i saw three big movies wow you got out this week i did yeah the word season would you see karen
0: uh i didn't see anything in the theaters i've been very busy with rehearsals and stuff but i did find time to see sing street which is a movie that was out a while ago. And it was fantastic. I cried three times. It was really wonderful. It's set in the 80s. It's a bunch of kids in Ireland. And it was so neat because I grew up in the 80s when um, Duran Duran was coming into uh, my knowledge. Like, Duran Duran was big and uh aha. And these kids are a little bit older than me, so I was a little younger. Right, Dream (laughs) Academy, blue. They were nailing it back then. (laughs) Nailing it. But, um... I didn't, I I guess I, I was in my little town having my experience with these bands and stuff, but this movie is the point of view of what it would have been like at the exact same time in Ireland and how it affected these kids, and it's really neat. It's about finding your voice, and they... It's about getting laid, learning to play guitar to impress a girl. And
2: What's that movie you know the name of that I always forget where the kids get the apartment and they renovate oh. it and turn it into a dance studio? And fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> forward. And I ended up seeing that in the theater. It's so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Is it a fast forward?
1: No, it's okay. awesome.
2: <laughs> it's yeah, so better. well done.
0: It's, it's, it's fantastic. From the maker of
1: Once and Begin Again. It's so oh, good. Oh, and oh, I didn't see Once, but That's Begin Again Actors great. are
0: fantastic. Yeah. They yeah. captured the era. They captured the innocence of that. And and at the same time, they captured what it was like growing up in a family where the parents always yelled and how the kids had to bond together. And, and I'm familiar with that, and so they nailed that. And also how you get out and follow your dreams, yeah. even when you really don't have anything, you don't have money, you just have a dream. It was really inspiring. And they're really good actors, really well-written, great music. They learn to write their own songs. It's really good.
2: This is, what's it
0: called again? Sing Street. Sing Street. S-I-N-G the title comes from the fact that the kid his family doesn't have enough money to send him to his private school anymore so they send him to the public school and it's S-Y-N-G Sing Street School Mm. when he goes there of course he gets bullied but then he rises above it by finding his own little band of freaks who forms a band with, and they become like their own little gang. It's the greatest. It's Realizing. So
1: I love gang of good. freaks to become a gang <laughs> oh, from Stripes to. It's so good. Monster Squad. squad yeah. it. and,
0: they're, and, and it's so <laughs> neat to watch them all be picked on individually, but when they all bond together, uh, they become this own powerful entity. And uh, I don't know if any of you are going to run out and see it, but there's a cool twist with one of the bullies. It's so good. Ah. Uh, it's
2: good. The bully doesn't win because I won't watch that.
0: <laughs> they all win. They <laughs> include the bully. It's pretty badass. <laughs> it's such a twist. I never would <laughs> there's a How's lesson.
3: It's How's good. It gonna... The bully learns to dance.
0: Hey, <laughs> sort of. Sort of. It's really great. I'll tell you I, off air. Yeah, it's I great. Saw that,
3: I saw that episode of Glee. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you see this week? Anyway? Uh yeah, I actually you saw a Bad plane? Santa too. Oh How huh. is it? Um do they capture any of that kind of you timing know, and the, magic? They, a little bit, yeah. it's like not the, it's it, not as funny. Yeah, uh, it's not as funny. It you know it's kind of the same joke just being dragged sure. around, but it has its moments. It has its moments. How's Kathy yeah. Bates? She's okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. I mean, you I'm know, not always it, sold on her. Yeah, Sometimes you know what? she's good. Sometimes I usually yeah. am. Yeah. yeah? See, yes. I think I think that would have been better if they didn't show you. You know that the preview. You you know you hit like your 5 your old man. It's like because you already see her character because when you first meet her in the movie. you know, spoiler alert. Uh, she's like this little sweet little old lady working right for but we charity. saw that in the but we already oh, saw it, it so we know it. it's coming so it's like eh. mm-hmm. I mean she has some some raunchy lines yeah Oh, she that she delivers on them and um, and and uh what's the the little uh, the little guy there the guy Maurice Foster what's his real name uh Thurman
2: Merman no, no the other guy oh no the other uh,
3: <laughs> that guy is just yeah, like, like Tony uh was yeah. his
1: name, Tony something Tony
2: Yeah that
3: yeah. his his that Shalhoub. whole thing Tony Shalou <laughs> uh yeah he was really he's really versatile because you a know, monk and then now they're doing that. <laughs> but, uh, he gets into the park uh, yeah you know, he's a black little person. He's really right. good he is he is, but the, the, the character just doesn't it's just the same guy. You know what I mean? The joke is the it's yeah. the same. But uh, you know, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it All was right. worth the so money so sneak into it I think that's what's Karate is yeah. saying <laughs> sneak into it get, get a popcorn
0: go see Manchester by the sea and then yeah. sneak uh, into Bad Santa too. Or, or if you
2: have a friend in the industry and one of their movies is at the theater pay for that one right. and then sneak into the other that's right, <laughs> right.
3: but you know what I did see on because uh, I've been trying to watch movies that I would never watch this and is new for you. Oh, I've got you. something really for you. It, <laughs> that's good. You know, it really is, and uh, you know now with streaming and with Netflix and HBO Go, whatever. There's so many. Different no hassle places.
2: anymore. Right.
3: Well, and go so, see
0: Sing Street because I know you wouldn't watch that.
3: No, you're right. I probably wouldn't. But or if you I don't saw, feel like that. Beat Street also from 1984. Yeah. No, don't that. movie. Sing Street. You know, I was going to throw it in there with Breaking uh, Breaking break Two yeah? Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Boogaloo. But, um, but no, it's the uh, I forget the, uh, the Danish. Girl, the Danish... Oh, the Danish girl, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, I didn't... I don't even know how... I just... I was Very like, well, serious it. movie, right? Yeah. It was, and it was actually... I watched... All, I didn't think I was going to watch it. I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. This is my kind of subject matter, but it was the guy... He, he's in the new uh, the Harry he's Potter. He's in Jupiter Ascending. Yes, no, yeah. It's, it's yes. Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> yes. And I was, I was so impressed. Great and then, trucker name. Yeah, and I was so impressed with his performance because I did... Seeing because I saw him... Uh, he was on a talk show and I was so you know they were talking about it. I was like, well, let me see what it is. It's got like a lot of people were talking about it, so I watched it, and, then, and he was amazing. Like I, I couldn't even believe that the way he transforms himself, yeah. and then seeing just seeing yeah, yeah. just seeing the previews for the new Harry Potter, the prequel, whatever that yeah. is. Yeah, uh, it, it, he's totally different. So, yeah. and he's uh, Stephen
1: Hawking. So I mean, he's he's good. Yeah. Is what we're yeah. Saying. Yeah, he's, he's got good. an Oscar, not by mistake. Yeah. Time he's, for him
2: to do a comedy is what we're saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little that, too. Yeah, so, time but for Marvel. His, His role in Fantastic Beasts is amazing. He pulls off basically he's being Johnny Depp because (laughs) he shrugs and he mumbles and he runs funny like he's got a little gimp in his run. There's no reason he should be a hero, and he is. <laughs> like, like, there's no reason that pirate should be the pirates of right. the Caribbean centerpiece. Yeah, yeah and right. yet the way he plays, you know, and mm-hmm. so same the crazy wacky choices totally pulls it off.
0: All right, this Red is Man's not great. anything to do with the movie I saw this week, but it does have to do with something that has to do with the movies that happened in the last week. Um, Paul and I went up to Universal and we went into uh, Harry Potter World, and I have to tell you because I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, as you know, and that's the that Eddie Redmayne thing with that movie reminds me. We went to the Harry Potter World, and I'm going to say I loved the. Was it two broomsticks? The
1: three broomsticks.
0: The yeah. three broomsticks cafeteria restaurant was fantastic. So when I think of Harry Potter now, I do like you can it a little that more
1: prime rib with that the Yorkshire pudding. Prime
0: party. rib was sweet. So I am looking forward to going back to the Harry Potter, Potter Potty Land.
1: The Potty Land. You
0: live close enough to it. Ah, yeah. uh, that is worth it though. Go to that restaurant.
2: Fantastic. Uh, so this Harry Potter Land, it's it's like a, a whole block that's that's you're in yeah. Potter world, oh, right? Oh, dude, just think
0: of the Universal Amphitheater where the Blues Brothers and Steve Martin performed, and just think of all that space. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So there's lots of streets and stores and all that oh, sort yeah. of it's, stuff. Oh yeah, they've
1: recreated Hogsmeade. Yeah. And then Hogwarts is just beyond that. Okay. And there's a you, coaster there too. Do you
3: go through a wall to get in? Like, in the no, you do. Down. Train station. For Diagon, no. Down for Di- in Universal. For Diagon Alley. You do in Florida, Florida. you do,
0: and it's so cool. But you never
1: run at the wall like you do, yeah, in the train station. All right, Adam, we haven't left my time for you. Sorry, but what do you got? Oh, no, no,
2: I I did see, uh, well, the new Beverly has been killing it. I mean, they just it's Kubrick month and Bob Clark month. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I mean, that's amazing, like because Bob Clark did, and this Friday I'm going to the Christmas story at yeah. midnight. I'm very excited to see that for the first time in a movie theater. But I did, over the last month, get to see, on the Saturday mat- matinee, each Saturday at 2 o'clock at the New Beverly, always a treat, uh, Elf this Saturday. Oh, that's fantastic. Right? In the theater? Very yeah. Good. Uh, Superman, Superman two, Superman three, and Superman four, and I just I you cannot wipe the smile. I'm sure long time listeners of the show will know. I'm a bit of a fan of superhero movies, going back to those movies. So when people complain about Batman versus Superman, I'm like, I once watched Superman fight. Richard Pryor in a theater. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like, are you sure it's bad? <laughs> uh, but now I've seen Superman three twice this year at the New Beverly because they showed it for the Richard Lester festival. I've only seen it in
1: the theater <laughs> when yeah. it first came out. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's an odd bird of a movie. I got to tell you, it's uh, and four was better than I remembered. I uh, four would be better than three. I think now in my estimation. really, yeah, well done, Canon. Well, you know what you forget is that Gene Hackman is in Superman four. Yeah, and the Gene Hackman rule is, nothing he's in is all that bad, right? Yeah. Is there a bad, bad Gene Hackman move? Okay, loaded
1: cannons. But other
2: than <laughs> that... Cannon. Uh, Loose cannons. cannons. I have the poster for that, yeah. yeah. I bet. Dan Aykroyd,
1: That's a horrible, yeah, if horrible
0: you're, movie. Yeah, if
1: you're walking along and you see Narrow Margin, and you're like, Gene yeah. Hackman, and Archer, pick it up, great pick movie. It up, pick it up. Yeah.
2: So that was fun. And John Cryer as Lenny Luthor... Who gets all the laughs because he's got the, I mean, everybody was a surfer uh, at the the time. Every character had to have a, oh, dude, oh, dude. Everybody had that uh, Bill and Ted kind of thing going on. So anyway, that was, so all of his lines are, dude, oh, dude. But it's got your classic uh, way to trip up the cops, dummy, dummy cops. Like, they get in his car, which then... The, the roof, like like Lex Luthor is digging rocks at the uh, prison or whatever. Lenny shows up in this giant stretched car, John Cryer, and convinces the guards to all get in his car, which then the roof goes over the car. First of all, do you know how slow a roof uh, goes up, <laughs> up on a convertible car? Also, that's not going to trap a cop with a shotgun, but anyway. But that sets the rules, so once you understand that, then the rest it. of the movie makes sense. These are good movies. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It makes sense. No. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's Lex Luthor, and he really is, I mean, uh, Gene Hackman, and he really Gene Hackmans it up. It was, Miss Tessmugger! Yeah. Miss Tessmugger! Exactly. And I also saw Doctor Strange again, because once you've seen four Superman movies with Christopher
1: Reeve in the theater, you gotta go... See more superhero. Movies. You got you know, to check the progress of the genre. That's yeah. a primer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap up the show the best way we know how with our grand finale. Karen's look at the birthdays of the people who make the movies. It's Karen's birthdays. Take it away. Karen's birthdays. It's time for your birthday, your birthday, Karen's birthdays. Karen's birthdays. It's time for your birthday, your birthday, Karen's birthdays. Birthday, birthday, Karen. All
0: right, we're going to start off by saying that Kirk Douglas turned a hundred. How did that what? happen? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think alive. it was like yesterday or the day before. How crazy is that? Well, what, when was
1: Detective Story? 1950 fifty one, something like that? I don't know, Sea Hunt guy. He's C-Hunt. been around. Sea Hunt? Lloyd no, that's, Bridges. That's, that's yeah. Aren't they the same person? <laughs> no, Lloyd Bridges <laughs> is dead. Kirk oh, Douglas Ooh, Kirk is, turning Kirk is turning 100.
0: Matter <laughs> of fact, whenever I saw that Kirk Douglas was trending on Facebook and Twitter, I was concerned.
1: I see him here. I was oh, like, oh no. He's dead.
0: And then I went, oh, happy birthday. That's <laughs> fantastic. So uh, to get things rolling here uh, after we wish, of course, Kirk Douglas's birthday, I wanted to bring up a little somebody else that you'll recognize. Here, listen to this.
1: I have a smartphone, ball, and I downloaded an app that lets me send money from my phone to your phone Ooh, in the event wow. that that would have to be done. I recently Awkward. lost a large sum of money on a sporting event. Paul, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the stock market, but it's... Went down. A bit. Oh, it's
0: yeah. going to go down, Most more. of my
1: money is tied up in what we call the game. Paul, uh damnedest thing. I had my wallet with me when I got here and then I was talking to our guest, magician John Armstrong Uh and it has disappeared.
0: (laughs) All right. So that just brings up the question. He's not here. Yeah. So if he's at his office party, how is he going to find the money to Uber home? Uh, Yeah, that guy's always got an excuse for the money.
2: The party is free. He's our (laughs) Kirk Douglas, though, by the way. Absolutely. We have a Kirk Douglas at his bar.
0: Well, I have written here he can play anywhere from a Tom Cruise lover to Grandpa Caius. Uh-huh. Mm. But then I was also like thinking that he could he has so many facets that he could play. Oh shoot, and now I can't remember. Curmudgeonly. The other one. Curmudgeonly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well here. Uh, I I haven't paid much attention lately. I've only known him since college. So let's see. A little old before his time uh-huh. or curmudgeonly. I'm just describing the guy from college. I don't know which, which one you guys hang out with. <laughs>
0: well happy birthday, Barkaya. Still and accurate. Matter of fact, uh
2: Seeking justice at every corner. I don't know. Is he still accurate? <laughs> like- oh, <yes.
0: laughs> Corrado, you might remember him as Lee Caius.
3: Yes, I do. I yeah. Yes,
0: because back when you saw him years ago, yes, it was Lee Caius. So right. happy birthday to you, Bart. And also, let's wish a very happy birthday to Mr. Judd Apatow, who turns 49 but can play anywhere from comedy lover to a producer. He's a producer and writer known for The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Nocta, Heard of it? This is Forty oh. and Trainwreck. He's been married oh. to Leslie Mann for a long time and was once a roommate of Adam Sandler. He did a really great mm-hmm. interview on Stern recently.
1: I will tell you those four movies you mentioned are his best because he also directed them. Ah, yes.
0: that's a good point. Yeah. Anytime he directs the movies as well, it helps. He does produce a ton of stuff, though. If you look at his IMDb, oh, yeah. the man does not sleep. He's one of these nocturnal am, animals Aminimals? Aminimals. It's amazing. Abominable? As I was going through his IMDb, he's just had his hand producing, writing, or directing so many things that have been funny over the last 15 years. It's kind of nutty. Uh, While he was in high school, he started his own radio show. And that gave him access, or at least the balls, to ask for comedians such as Jerry Seinfeld, Jay Leno, and Gary Shanling to be interviewed. And he even did that with Howard Stern. And Howard talked to him for a little bit. And he was just a kid calling all these people. And he played
2: all the tapes on Mark Barron's show, I believe. Or or some show he was on. He He had all
0: the tapes. He has a book out right now based on all those interviews. Yeah, I can't wait
1: to read that. And I think I said that. I have that. Oh, yeah, I really want to read that.
0: I think this is kind of neat. He said here that his first major interview was at the age of 15 with Jerry Seinfeld, and he used his boombox to do the recording of that interview. (laughs) Then again, at the age of 46, he interviewed Seinfeld for the second time and was able to ask him, hey, how's everything going with your career in the last 30 years? (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah, it's uh,
0: amazing. It's yeah. interesting
2: you mentioned uh, Kirk Douglas because I was going to say, oh, I just saw him at the theater because after Doctor Strangelove last night, they, or two nights ago, they played uh, uh, Stanley Kubrick, A Life in Pictures, which is a really long, grateful documentary. And seeing Kirk Douglas and his classic Spartacus and uh, what the other uh, the World War One movie, Paths of Glory. Of Glory. Yeah. The interesting thing is, like, he's 15 and he's talking to these comedy legends, and they were talking about Kubrick being. Like, when he directed Spartacus, he was, like, 23. And he's working with, like, oh, I mean, wow. this is what Spielberg said. He's working with Charles Lawton, Lawrence Olivier, I mean, that cast and everything. Wow. And he goes, he goes, and he's 23, and he goes, the man was fearless. <laughs> like I, I was fearless. like, wow, that's a really good description as Kubrick. Is like, no problem. Same thing with the Apatow.
0: Well, the, the neat thing I like about Apatow is I found that He's very similar to the way I think about comedy, and I find now it's because he grew up with the same comedians as his idols that we did, Mm -hmm. and Steve Martin is the number one. Mm -hmm. And that makes so much sense, because he was able to take that influence and then make his own art with it. And I just love when people can do that, and and especially when it's based on someone I already respect. And Larry Sanders as well, people, um, The Larry Sanders Show, he wrote for that. Gary Shanling gave him one of his first jobs.
2: Yeah. Cable guy.
0: Oh, right, he cable re- he guy. He basically
2: rewrote that whole script, and that movie a genius. Yeah. yeah,
0: and Jim Carrey comes off so great in that movie. Mm-hmm. He really was able to capture his energy at the same time. Uh, I, I do like this. He just had this IMDb quote. He said, America fears the penis, and that's something I'm going to help them get over. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, did he have anything to do with the penis jumping out naked? In, um, I, I guess I'm thinking about the wrong movie. But A penis? I get f- afraid of the penis on, on screen sometimes, but I remember being really... Uh, the Hangover. There was a lot of penis in your There's face. a lot of Ken Ken shock. Yeah. yeah. Did he have anything to do with that? No? I don't, well, Ken I don't know. Jong's don- Ken's Ken Jeong's Dong. Ken Jong's <laughs> Dong. Ken Jeong's Dong. Dong's. Talking about Dong's. Let's wish a very happy birthday <laughs> to Mark Duplat. Ah. Who turns 46. Now, I know him from the Mindy Project. Yeah. And uh, I don't know much of this other stuff that he's done. But you I might do. know him from Safety Not Guaranteed. He was in the movie Tammy. Uh, the Lazarus Effect. The League. Did anybody watch that on TV? Yeah. Yeah, what do you guys know him from? Because I I love him on the Mindy Project with his brother. Well, uh, that... Brother Jay.
2: I I knew well of him before he he went on that show because he was a part of a a little film movement they called Mumblecore. I guess they all said they didn't want to be called that, but at least they were all called something. Uh It was this group of filmmakers like just popped out of nowhere and the Duplass brothers were one of them. They did a movie called The Puffy Chair. Yeah,
0: I saw that on IMDb. You know,
2: made for nothing, $10,000, shot with home video cameras and it's brilliant. And then there's this other whole crew that that huh. came up at that time, a lot of them in Chicago actually, and they were all in each other's movie. There's a movie called Hannah Takes the Stairs that's like all of these kind of uh, indie darlings of the, the film festival for that year that came together and made a movie. So yeah, and I got obsessed with these little tiny movies that uh, that they all made because they would crank out three of them a year. Some of these guys, and then yeah, and yeah, his movie-
0: IMDb is just packed, and it must be all those crazy movies. Yeah, He made
2: a movie called Baghead, and uh, yeah. Well, the
0: reason I creep. bring it up is because yeah. you know how much I love when celebrities sing. Ooh. Well, in fact. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Uh, since Bart's not here, uh-huh. I will state something that I've perfectly prepared. That I
0: could see that. If yes.
2: Anybody's going to encounter Karen. Yeah, Corrado especially. Corrado, yeah. If you if you know People if you might come up if you talk ask. to Karen, mm-hmm. you're going to find out two things about her. One is that her office por- parties are boring as hell. Yeah, let well, <laughs> that her rest. office parties <laughs> are boring as hell? And two is she loves this Lebanese thing you want to do a retake on it? No, I, I no,
0: think leave it in, it in. The it's got reality scenes. to it uh, I do love when celebrities <laughs> sing and I do love De Palas, but I was kind of kicking around just trying to figure out who to pick for this and I had no idea that he started out as a musician and he can play guitar really well and he can mm. sing he sang on the Mindy Project but back in the day, he was in an indie rock band called Volcano, I'm Still Excited. <laughs> and he had a record deal. He has toured the country. Reportedly, the name was inspired by the Tom Hanks' Joe vs. a Volcano, which okay. Bart would have loved that detail. Yeah. Though he never revealed whether or not that is truly the inspiration for the name. That is what has been kicked around. But... I got a little clip of this indie rock band and it's kind of great and he's the lead singer though you can hear some other voices it's called Volca- his band is a volcano I'm so, still excited and here he is singing in green
4: She raises from a single bell. And for says been totally into this. He's got a, he's
0: totally, it's great.
2: He's got like that, the sort of indie 90s, this is early 90s. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he got that sound. Yeah. That's
0: great, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Totally. He could be in Ned's Atomic Dustbin or, uh, <laughs> you know, Soup Dragons or something.
2: Oh,
0: definitely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Well, that uh, does it for another movie showcast. Together with the movie guys, individually, we are. Right, Follow us on Twitter at the movie guys, slash the movie guys, YouTube, iTunes, Instagram, all that nonsense for daily jokes and links. And thanks to Karata Marcucci. Yay! Thank you. Thanks for hanging out. Thank Where can you. people follow
3: the Midnight Mystery Show? Uh, well, we have we do have a website. It's the the Midnight, spelled M-I-D-N-I-T-E, uh-huh. Mystery Show dot Weebly, Weebly, dot com. Popular web making per uh, oh, site. Okay. And oh, we okay. do have a Facebook uh, group page that you're more than welcome to join and follow us. What we're doing and what the actors are doing. And, and it's basically. Wacky murder mysteries in, uh, in New England. Can you promise wackiness? Oh, oh it's guaranteed. Okay. <laughs> yes. Because I well, know I, if I was going to go. Yes. Yeah. There, there's, there's crazy people, and wackiness will ensue. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's just the audience. So
3: Yeah, that is the audience. And, and
2: ensuance will ensue as well, I've heard. Yes. I've Thanks heard as always to uh,
1: Steve Schultz for his writing time. contributions to the show each and every week. And of course, we owe everything to, to Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. Never heard of it Remember, you can always find us at Thanks. themovieguys.net next week. Don't miss the show. It's our annual holiday special. Oh
0: my gosh, is it a holiday party? Should we just totally set this place on fire? I'm
1: going to bring the keg! I feel there's going to be a lot of Star Wars. Oh my gosh. See you then.
0: Star Wars. <laughs>
1: well,
0: Movie that guys. ought to do it. There it is.
1: Movie guys.